On this episode of BTS, Eric and I break down the 61st Grammy Awards. From the arrivals of BTS to their V-Live at the end of the night and everything in between. Join us as we relive this night in BTS history. Let's get it. And we are back and we are excited. <laughs> yes. I like how we always say we're back because like we think we're never going to come back. I guess. <laughs> we will be back. Okay. We, yes. We're BTS. We will be back. Hey guys, we are so excited because we finally got to experience something with BTS at a normal hour of the day right. and I'm not exhausted today. <laughs> And uh, my head is clear and I can think about what I want to talk about because I could actually get some sleep last night. Okay, you, I'm like the opposite. Molly (laughs) has had experience with staying up all night and I just want to say like, it's exhilarating to be in the fan world and to be there like live, but it it is, it's also exhausting. I was all over Twitter. There's this one tweet that this girl said, she's like, I got all like, I got my iPad, I got my TV, I got my phone, I got this. I'm like, yeah, I look like I'm about to launch a rocket ship to Nat, like to outer space (laughs) with all this like command center, like Houston, we've got a problem. Like, (laughs) it was all types of technology. I don't know what my electricity bill is going to be. But I was trying to get so many feeds, so many things. So before we jump into all of that, though, let's establish (laughs) What we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back. We're hype. And that's because last night was the 61st Grammy Awards and BTS was there. For those of you who are international, the Grammys are this really like the top of the top of music industry awards. I mean, we've already recorded an episode. I believe it was episode 12 where we talked about their Grammy nominations. So if you want to hear a little bit more about like why the Grammys are so important. That's a great episode to listen to and we'll link it in today's show's notes as well. Uh, Yeah, I'm super excited still too. I've been really emotional all day. So we just want to talk about like (laughs) our experience because I know I've voiced my opinion before on like American music award shows and that I don't really listen to a ton of mainstream American music, which is also true. And I don't know if I've ever fully sat through the Grammys I've definitely watched parts of it before, maybe if someone was performing that I wanted to see, but I've never like sat through the full thing. So it, this was like a whole new experience for me too with with the Grammys because Isn't that I'm, funny? I'm yeah, I'm sorry, like, sorry I, to interrupt you, no, but that's like fine. you've seen more Korean award yes. shows than you have American ones. <laughs> well, yeah, music awards anyway. But we just want to share with you guys how we felt and what we experienced, the kind of the the feel here in the States of it. So I feel like I was really nervous about how our fan, like the American fan base was going to react because we can be like really weird and crazy sometimes. Like Americans, I feel like don't have a, like a filter <laughs> a lot of times and it's we're so passionate and we don't like stop and think about things um but I think it everything was went 
a lot smoother than I was anticipating. Um, and the night was just so magical. So we'll go from there. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Every fan base has a reputation. And it's unfortunate because obviously it's a collective of individuals you know, certain people don't represent the whole thing. But at the end of the day, when you're a part of a part of a group, you kind of get associated with the group, right? Mm-hmm. And there are certain fan bases like I don't even want to say it because I don't want them to come for us. Um, but <laughs> for instance, like I am a Beyonce fan, right? But the Beehive is vicious, right? They will get you together. They will cut you, you know, with their words. That is like what they're known for. You always wonder, like, okay, what am I, if I'm saying I'm ARMY, what does that mean? How do people view us? We'll get more into this, but everything that I've seen uh, tonight and otherwise, even from American, um, you know, people who aren't ARMY, have said really complimentary things. They definitely call us passionate, but they don't call us, like, rabid or, like, crazy or mobbing or whatever. They had really great things to say, which is really good to be a part of a fandom that is classy. And the Grammys are a very classy occasion. And, you know, it hit me last night when I was watching. I've watched some of the K-pop awards and stuff like that. Not all of them. But I'm like, wow, these stages are really amazing. They really go all out. But there was something about watching the Grammys and I'm like, okay, this is this really is a high level of right. talent and the, the, the standard and the caliber is just there. So now I I was getting why BTS, well, I already got it, but like I was getting why BTS put this as the pinnacle of things they wanted to accomplish and why they wanted to be a part of that peer group. It's at a different level. And I could really see that. And I, like you, I hadn't really watched the Grammys for a long time. I think the last time I watched, like, they did a presentation of the opening song of Hamilton, which I was like, I don't want to see this play. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to see this play. (laughs) Um, But that was like the last time I watched the Grammys. And so that was a while ago, right? So before the awards, some of the things I was thinking were, um, I thought that BTS might for sure win the Grammy that they were nominated for, which was best packaging. I thought they had a good chance of that. That was one of my predictions. And I was like, ooh, that'd be really great. They'll be Grammy Award winning artists. But I'm like, but if they do win, I'm like, are they going to change the award so it's televised? Because I think a big thing in the fan community was, are they just being invited to present because to up their ratings or whatever? Because, you know, the Army is a really motivated fan base. They always watch things and everything, which I think we should also mention that too. So this was a really quick turnaround up until like right before the Grammys were happening, like a day or two, maybe two days, three days before people didn't even know that BTS is going to be there. I know that I personally thought that they were going to attend after they were um, given a nomination, but that wasn't anything that was even known to them. And then basically right before they pretty much like got on a plane came to the USA and came just for this. So the presentation thing definitely seemed like it was more of a last minute thing, which again, of course, people didn't know if that was just like, oh, let's get the ratings or hey, let's try to recognize them or, you know, incorporate them into this thing. Whatever the case, everyone was very excited about this, including BTS. And they shared some of this on social media through photos and videos of them, like on their flights and everything like that. Also, props to the fans waiting for them at the airport in L.A. It could have been like a disastrous like fan situation of mobbing, but everyone seemed to be while excited. They seemed to be 
Very contained, following directions, even the head of security for them in America was complimenting the fans on Twitter saying, thank you for being safe. Thank you for, you know, listening. Thank you for really conducting yourself in a way that we haven't really seen before. And um, you can see footage from them at the airports. And this was one of the first times that I've ever seen them like smile with their eyes, especially Suga in an airport. And I could just tell he was so happy to finally be in the U.S. living his dream of going to the Grammys. I know I said I wasn't going to talk too much, but I got to say this. <laughs> Just to give some context, there are a lot of interviews in this past year and the year before that and the year before that where Suga specifically is the one who's saying, you know, we'd really like to go to the Grammys. They talk about what's next for BTS, and he's the only one who's like bold enough to say it and to really like want to go. But they, you can tell that they didn't really see that that was like attainable. And so the fact that this is happening, that, oh, wait, we're nom- nominated and, oh, wait, we're on a plane and we're going and how fast it happened. And um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, like their reactions to that. But you can even see as they're getting off the plane at in L.A. and getting into the cars and stuff that they're just so excited. So, yeah, that was my prediction. Yeah. So that's one thing I was actually a little worried about. Eric and I had talked about this a little bit before of like when they got off the plane of what the fan base was going to be like when they got there. And because we've seen like when they go to concerts in other countries in different places that people can get kind of nutso sometimes. You know, I wasn't around for all of that as much when they were here in the States. Um, so I didn't see all of that. And like, I tried to stay away from like the airport stuff as much as possible. Just I, that's my personal opinion on it but um I was really excited to see them to get here and then as Erica was saying how excited and everyone conducted themselves in such a great way so as I kind of mentioned just a little bit ago um BTS was nominated for an award and we have a whole podcast episode where I was kind of actually angry about it but (laughs) not angry that they were nominated but just that their music wasn't nominated. That being said, it is an honor. And the they were up for um, best like album packaging, which if you've gotten any of their albums, you know that they're beautifully designed by a group called Husky Fox. They were up for the award. The, this particular award takes place before the actual main ceremony that's televised and all the celebrities attend and everything like that um so we found out before they even stepped foot on the red carpet that they did not win but like we said it's a great acknowledgement it is and i was really um worried about this too that army is very passionate about stuff and sometimes we can be like okay they deserve this and we did kind of go off on a tangent when we found that what they were nominated for was packaging um but then it kind of sunk in like hey they were at least nominated for a grammy that's a huge deal and so i was kind of worried about what the reaction was going to be if they didn't win and i i thought they had a good chance of of winning as well and i was actually talking to some other people about it and they were saying they just got ariana grande's new cd her new album and compared to getting a BTS album, it's kind of like a disappointment when you open an album and all that's in it is the CD and it's not like packaged as nice. There's not all this stuff in it. It doesn't like have a, a huge theme. It's just like, okay, here's like, here's my CD um, with K-pop in general, but, and especially BTS, like they put a lot of thought into 
how they package their physical products. And so I was I was really excited and thought that they might win. Um, but I was really happy to see the response from it and how many people were just like, it's okay, we're still there, we're nominated, it got great exposure. <clears throat> yeah, there was even an article that I saw, I think through Billboard, and if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But it was talking about, like, from the industry's point of view, the graciousness and, like, maturity of the army fan base and what happened with them not winning the award and so i was actually really impressed especially being my outrage i wasn't actually outraged that when it happened again i was just like sort of upset at the time when they got nominated but i was over it by then and i was just like so happy that they were there and a part of this elite club and um i was kind of feeling the same way the rest of the army was about just being honored and everything and so I'm, I'm glad that they were there and that the the whole mood on that even though they didn't win still was like was very supportive um and husky fox actually had like a great um reply to it and posted on social media that they were excited about it and that they were just glad to be included and um be nominated so we were super excited about that yeah I I definitely agree. So now let's get to the nitty gritty. So they didn't win the award, but we're still very proud of them. We're proud of the team. Let's get back to this command center that we both had set up. So we, like we said, we do this podcast from two different locations. Um, So we weren't able to watch this together in person, but we had different setups going on. And we both had multiple streams on. And the moment it happened, like Molly and I were texting each other. I think we both texted each other like incoherent (laughs) messages as soon as we saw them because we were watching the same feed. We weren't on the main feed that had their interview initially. So when we saw them, it was like very briefly and like they were getting out of the Palisade, <laughs> of course. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. And it was like a brief thing. But we saw the. I think the thing that Molly texted me was like hair, hair, <laughs> like <laughs> pink hair. <laughs> yeah, it was like a bunch of letters. And then I think I just said like Jimin's pink or something. And then a bunch of other letters and couldn't get an actual like form an actual sentence. Um, <laughs> and like Erica had said, she had like a whole command center. I was with two other people and we had multiple streams going and we still weren't on the right stream. Um, that's the only like difference between the Korean award shows and the American award shows is that they have like one main media outlet. And there's like one main feed that you watch for the most part. There like could be one other feed, but you don't have to find all these other like streams and everything. And with us, we have so many different media outlets that there were so many and the red carpet was so long and we did end up missing the first um, part as well, even though like we, the people I was with were like had a bunch of different feeds too. We just like quickly saw them and got on Twitter and everybody was saying the same thing. They're like, wait, I saw them. I think that was them. Like Jim and Harris and Yeah, it was like a fraction of a second. I don't even know because like I wasn't like paying the most attention because this was like pretty early in like the red carpet thing and I thought they would might be a little bit later just because I wasn't really sure and I 
by osmosis, I'm kind of used to the Korean red carpets too, even though I don't watch them, but like Molly and I talk about them. So I was expecting them to be later, almost like it's a singular thing. But as we found out very quickly, like all of the major press outlets are there. And so they actually did a series of interviews with different people and not all of those outlets, you know, live streamed the interviews. So we got to see some of them live, some of them after the fact, some of them the next day. It makes sense why they'd get there earlier because there's so many interviews to do on this American red carpet that you really have to kind of get there in order to like see all the major outlets if you really want to. Yeah, that was kind of overwhelming. But we're going to kind of like before we get into like them actually on the red carpet, we wanted to talk about what they were wearing and what they arrived in. So I first want to talk about the car. (laughs) Yes. So I didn't even notice because as we were saying, like it was just such a quick shot of them arriving. I don't know if I ever even saw like a full video of them like getting out of the car or they just look so good. Like I wasn't even noticing what they were getting out of. But later um, during the show, I was on Twitter like throughout the whole night and uh, I saw I don't even know like what the media outlet was, but they posted a pic, um, three different pictures and it was um, of the guys in front of the Hyundai Palisade. So that's their car that they're um, that they have a, a contract with that they've been promoting. They looked so good and they're just like, I'm trying to use these like, I don't know, like new terms everybody says they're flexing so they're like flexing in front of these palisades <laughs> which not actually flexing their muscles is not what that oh, means Molly. Um, but yes like i'm tra- hey i'm trying to be hip i feel like a really old woman but they're like in front of these palisades and take you know doing their model faces like they always do I was like, oh my gosh, like they were in front of the, they were with the Palisades and it was so cool. And it was just neat to see them like get out of the cars that like they've basically been selling. Okay, can I tell you something? I totally missed it until like after the fact too. Also scrolling through Twitter and then some videos after the fact that showed a couple of other live feeds that got better footage of them getting there. I actually saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh, they just do everything so well and they're so thoughtful. Um, But at the time I just saw part of a black car. So I thought like it could have been a limo or just like a regular SUV. Now, I think I should be a part of the BTS marketing team Because here's what I feel. Yes, it's great that they're endorsing this car. And I think it helps. But if they would do this, offer a guaranteed meet and greet, like an event. So it doesn't have to be an individual one, whatever, you know. But an event where you can meet them if you purchase the car, uh, those cars would be sold even faster. Like, think about that. That's a great idea. But I... I'm glad you said that because I wanted to update. I know like the one of the main episodes we talked about um, this in right after they got the deal, they had only sold like, I don't know, like a couple thousand units of the car. They've sold like over 50,000 cars already. So, so they, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work now. <laughs> well, th- they can't get it. This is a special promotion. Like you have to like buy it. Okay. From you know, here on out. Okay. Yeah. From here on out. And then what they do is they have an event. So you get exclusive access and a ticket to this event and it's oh like a one-day event and it's like a fan sign event but it's in the united states because i need it to be here and then they they should do that and i think it basically i'm saying if i need to buy a new car i would like it to come with bts 
And I think that a lot of people would be swayed into doing that if they did that. So I'm just saying, I think it's you real know, good actually, marketing. That would be like... That would be a great U.S. promotion because the cars aren't even available here yet until the summer. So they're able to like be pre-ordered and like you can order them in Korea, um, but they're not available here yet. So that would actually probably be a good promotion for them. So when they come back to the States, like you buy the you pre-order the car and then when they come back to the States and then when it's released, um, you get to meet BTS. I probably would buy a new car and my car is new. So. <laughs> Me too. If it was guaranteed my. that we got to like meet them and be like, okay, let's rev up the engine, baby, because it's time. <laughs> I mean, I would rather spend a couple hundred dollars a month on my car payment to meet them than drop like a whole bunch of money at once. So, hey. Yeah. And. Hey, and who needs, you know, those cars are big. Who needs like a home, you know, <laughs> when Just you've got live them in your car? Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> the things we do for BTS. But no, um, I thought that was really cool that they incorporated that in, especially with the next tidbit that we're going to share with you, which is about what they're wearing. So I thought when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I think they're going to be dressed really classy. I think they're going to be wearing very expensive, nice things. I know the buzz online was like, they're going to be wearing Dior. They're going to be, you know, really well designed and everything like that. And then they stepped out and people were like, oh, I guess those are Dior suits, right? Well, spoiler alert. No, they weren't. But I thought they were going to be a little bit more colorful. I don't know why, but I think they like, especially in Korea, they kind of like not push the edge of fashion. I don't think that's the right term. But, you know, I thought they might be a little bit more like floral, like or embroidery. But as like maybe some of their concert outfits or something. Not yeah. quite as extravagant, but like similar. Yeah, like something like very, like very fancy, but still like with like a little bit of like pizzazz or whatever. Uh, the reason that we that Erica thought and I most likely thought that they were going to be in Dior is because they posted a picture on Twitter um, from the night that they got into LA with the director of Dior. So they were at some party or some whatever, and they were with this guy that was kind of like, oh, this is a little Easter egg or a little hint that um, they're going to be all in Dior. And I actually thought the opposite of Erica. Or, well, I don't know if I actually thought it or was just hoping it. I thought or was hoping that they would just be in suits because it is such a classy event and because it's their first time presenting and it's in the U S even though at like the AMAs and BBMAs and stuff, like they did have some kind of outrageous outfits. Um, the feel of this night. And as Erica said earlier, it's a lot classier. Um, so I was really hoping that they would be in suits and maybe a little bit of color, maybe like a pocket square or tie or something that had a little color or maybe some shoes, but I was still hoping they would just be kind of like, in suits and be very classy. Well, yeah, like, so I wasn't sure. I thought, like, again, I thought they'd definitely be in suits. I just thought they might not all be black. I thought they might be, like, even a navy, like I said, with some embellishments. And then when I saw it, I was like, this makes so much sense. And I totally get it. And they looked so good. And thankfully, V's suit was tailored. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad that he didn't kind of, because, you know... Here's the thing. I think I have a kind of Molly's more open, I think, about fashion and like 
whatever. <laughs> I think <laughs> I have more of like the typical Americans like reaction to things, which is not to say that one's wrong or right or whatever, but um, one's more closed minded and that would be mine. Um, but <laughs> if he came there swimming in some elephant pants, I feel like people would be like, what was he wearing? And the focus and attention would be on that rather than other things like now people can just be like oh they're really well dressed oh they look really classy who's this group and whatever and you don't want and I think the decision to just come in and just be respectful and like classy was like a really good one plus as Molly was saying like there's a story behind the designer that they actually decided to go with well they there were actually two different designers all of them except for J-Hope were in J-Bet Couture. And he uh, is a big designer that in uh, in South Korea that dresses a lot of actors and K-pop stars regularly for like different award shows. So we could have seen um, some other of the K-pop groups at maybe the MGAs or the Mama Awards in some of his stuff. Um, but he doesn't really ever do any international events. Um, but then J-Hope was wearing uh, Kim So Rong. Um, and he is really big in like Seoul Fashion Week. So he does a lot of stuff. I don't know if he like dresses stars regularly, but he he's always a big name at Seoul Fashion Week. So um, they had two South Korean designers. They showed up in their South Korean cars and they're like, look, we're from South Korea. We're going to represent our country at the Grammys. We're the first South Korean presenters and we're going to like make our country proud. Not only did they do that, but they looked very classy. They looked good doing it. And sometimes that like, especially at American award shows, People can dress outrageously, and there were some outrageous outfits. A lot of women were wearing some, like, crazy outfits. There were some, a couple of guys wearing, like, crazy suit jackets and uh, kind of expressing themselves through their fashion. And I think BTS definitely was one of the classier groups in their suit. But what I wanted to say just about the Korean stuff is that, like, a lot of times people and we talked about this a little bit before, talk about like, they're not sure if BTS is really representing Korea or I remember I watched this um video on YouTube about this guy who said like, they're basically like the McDonald's and the trash of like Korea. And like, basically people should be more into like the language and stuff. And I've said many times that I believe that they're shining such a huge light um, on Korea and I think they're doing it in a really great way they're not really caving into like needing to be quote-unquote Americanized or whatever and I think that this they've always shown that in like their performances and what they do and highlighting you know the heritage but especially tonight they could have gone with any like world-renowned designer and I'm not saying that these people don't design on like these people but <laughs> not saying that this design these two designers don't design on that level but what I'm saying is that people expected them to go with like these huge names and huge fashion houses now that they've attained this certain level of fame and they decided to go with Koreans they decided to stay true because they knew the eyes would be on them and this is highlighting people who are doing just as an amazing of a job if not better from their own country also, you know, they still sing in Korean and they're like also breaking barriers by being like what you said, the first Korean group to ever present on the awards. Like everything that they're doing is for them in the name of South Korea as well. 
I just think that that's fantastic. And, you know, they're helping people to be more curious and they're, again, breaking barriers. And so I just thought that them coming in a Korean car, a vehicle and coming in Korean suits to me was just like a cherry on top of like what's happening. It went against what everyone was thinking that they were going to do. And they came in representing their country, representing their group, and representing, like, our fan base as well to perfection. So I was I was very pleased with their decision to do that. Okay, so I did want to talk about the fashion, and I just wanted to go, like, briefly through all of the guys and get some impressions and also describe to you guys just a little bit what they're wearing. They're mostly wearing, like, the same thing. But what did you think of what how V looked, especially with his hair change? We know my feelings on V and I, like I said, I'm really glad that he had a tailored suit. He has a very unique like body type. I feel like he's not really muscular. He's not really like, he's not like really skinny. He's just like, he's a very like sleek person. In the last like few months, his face has really slimmed up and his jawline has been like a lot more defined. So he really looked like a model walking down a runway um and a lot of like the social media stuff like people that don't know who bts were were like who's the guy in the green hair who's the guy with the green hair and he i mean he was working it all night too he wasn't like sometimes he can be a little goofy and he was we'll talk about this um he was a little bit later but like on the red carpet he was just being his model self i loved the the fit of his suit on him and i thought it suited him very well I thought V looked great and watching the Grammys and people's reactions and reading on Twitter when people, like you said, said, who's the guy with the green hair? And like people were just enamored and loved him. It reminded me that when I first heard about BTS, he's the one that really stood out to me before mm-hmm. I like knew anything. I was like, who's this group? And they're performing on this award show. He was the one that really stood out to me. That's when they were in their like DNA um, phase. And um, I thought, oh, that guy must be the most popular one of the group. Cause that's how like American groups are structured. So yeah, he definitely has a look that is very stunning and um, captivating and hearing all those messages really reminded me of like my first thoughts when I initially, um, was introduced to the group and everything. And yeah, he looked really great. His suit was quite different from like the other guys. If you like look at the detailing in terms of Mm -hmm. like the label, he wasn't wearing, he wasn't wearing a bow tie, like several of the guys were. And like you said, it was actually fitted, which to me was like really refreshing to see um, something like fitted. Not that I don't mind. I mean, I don't do you do whatever you want, but I thought that this was like a really nice, look and one of my favorite looks that I've ever seen him in and all the guys really speaking of different hair and I feel like this is the first message that you sent me Jimin uh pink hair Jimin had pink hair what did you yeah, think about his look I loved it um I was really surprised I think as everyone else was because on the plane literally like 12 hours before Jimin was blonde and then it's like hey we're landing in LA and we're gonna dye your hair pink so um, it was really cool that he was like his pinkish purple that everyone was fawning over a couple of weeks ago and it had faded out. And so they re-dyed it. And the cute thing is he and V were dressed very similar, similarly, mm-hmm. their jackets were, um, 
were almost the same. They were like a four button jacket, like uh, a peacoat jacket. sort of. Yeah, like a short peacoat almost. And Jimin didn't have a little pocket square. V's had a pocket square, but I love that they were dressed very similarly because they're, you know, they're the '95 liners, and everyone calls them soulmates, and like they're <laughs> pretty, like pretty much best friends. And so it was really cool that they were dressed very similarly. Jimin also had different shoes than everyone else. Like most of them had on like pretty classic black shoes, and then Jimin's mm-hmm. had his like heavy belt buckles on them. Yeah. Um. But I feel you know that's like that's Jimin's style, so I feel like he had a little bit of his own style in with this like classic black suit. I also feel like Jimin was the only one to really wear the like dangly earrings. Like they mm-hmm. all kind of wear them at different points depending on like what they're doing. But he was the only one at the Oscars to wear anything like sort of blingy in that sense. Yeah. Um, but he looked, I mean, they all looked great. You want to talk about Jungkook? <laughs> Jungkook. <laughs> he, <laughs> he looked good. Um, His jacket was different than everyone else's too. It was, I felt like it was a little shorter than everybody else's. I don't know. He just, he looked really good. He had just a normal black suit on him. And we've seen him in, in black suits before. And I, I don't think it was anything like, honestly, nothing like outrageous jumped out at me. He had a, um, a bow tie and his hair looked a little bit darker. Um, it looks like maybe they dyed it back to black or like a darker brown. It had been, like, lightening up a little bit. But, yeah, he just had on his, like, normal little hoop earrings. And normally he wears, like, dangly earrings, too, like Jimin does. Um, But he went a little bit safer on that route. He had on, like, classic black dress shoes. And so he he looked really good. And dapper. I'll use the word dapper. Yeah. And pretty much Jungkook, Jin, and Sugar were almost wearing the same thing. And, and... J-Hope's had maybe a little bit more variation, but kind of like the bow ties, the kind of normal like suit coat jacket, Mm -hmm. white shirts, skinny, skinnier black pant, not a complete skinny pant, but a tailored black pant and then like a a regular kind of shoe. J-Hope's shoe is pointier than the other guys. Well, no, he, V, and uh, RM have the same or very close to similar shoes on. Um, they didn't have, like, shoelaces. And, yeah, they're, like, more like a boot almost than than a shoe. One thing I did. So, the, the hair was different, too. For Jen, he has, like, this, uh, I don't like, even know what. <laughs> honey brown, maybe? Yeah, like, this is definitely a different hair color uh, for him that I haven't seen him have yet. Um, but he looked really great. It's not my favorite hair color on him, but I thought he looked really good. That's really funny because other than V, he was one of the main ones people were like, who's the guy with the light brown hair? Who's the <laughs> guy with the light brown hair? So I guess Americans were digging his light brown hair. Um, Worldwide handsome. <laughs> yes. I mean, he doesn't usually go too crazy with his hair color other than pink. Like he's usually blonde, brown or black. But yeah, this is an interesting, interesting color on him. I like it. Um, I think it looks good. I didn't even really notice it, to be honest, until I was like really thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it looked very natural on him. Right. <laughs> what did you think about Suga's new hair? I've never seen his hair like this. I love it. It's like a like a dirty blonde. Yeah, like it's not a color I would have like all these colors are kind of surprising in a sense. I mean, they're not because they like to dye their hair, but like they are. (laughs) And I was not expecting that for Suga. Like it was a different look. And to be honest, like I felt like Suga 
while happy and living his dream life was so like shy and nervous and sort of like drifted off to the background, you know? Yeah, this hair was definitely different. I had a couple of my friends freaking out. All my army friends are Yoongi biases for the most part. And there were some airport pictures that surfaced when they left Korea and he had on a baseball cap. You could see his hair in the back and it looked really, really blonde and it looked like he had an undercut. And so everyone's flipping out and then they arrive in L.A. and they post that picture with with the guy, the guy from Dior. And it was really dark in the room, like they were on like a staircase and the the lights were kind of dim and his hair looked almost the color of gins, like it looked like a light brown and he had his like normal haircut. So people were like, what's going on? Like, how did these guys do that? Like, did he wear like a wig, an undercut wig? Like, how does this even happen? And then when they stepped out um, on the red carpet, it's like, okay, they're in the daylight now and it definitely is blonde or it's a lot lighter. And he probably had like a fresh like shave underneath a little bit in the back, like a little bit more of an undercut, but the front was still the same. Another thing, other than RM, all of their hair was styled pretty much exactly the same. Um, with yeah, the besides middle the part. colors. Yeah, besides the colors, like with the middle part, which is something they don't usually do. Like each of them usually has kind of a different a different hairstyle or color, but they all had the same hairstyle. Um, they just played with the colors a little bit, but I thought Yungi looked so cute. We don't see him in, in, you know, traditional suit too often. He actually, because of his personality, like he looks like a cute little old man in it. And it's just like, <laughs> I thought he looked adorable. Like the other guys looked like really handsome. And I just think he looks so adorable. Yeah, I feel like he reads either really young or like he's really like, old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a cute way. He always looks really cute. Um, I want to talk about a certain someone, but before I get there, did you have anything you wanted to say about J Hope? I know we kind of glossed over him as well, grouping him with <gasps> Yes. He Are you ready to announce this to the podcast? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to announce it. <laughs> it takes my my husband. Um <laughs> Because, like, I just have to say this. I'm sorry. I know I'm a tangent lady. But I'm like, when we talked about Jungkook, it was like, uh, he looked great. <laughs> but, no, Hobie looked so good. Um, We don't often see him in traditional suits either. At, at oh. a lot of these award shows, some of them had on normal suits. And then he has on this, like, flamboyant outfit. Or, like, he's always, like, the style yeah, like rebel, fashionista, or rebel, or he's like, I'm gonna wear a bucket hat on. A red I was, I was waiting for him to pull a bucket hat right. out of his pocket or like right. a purse or something. Yes, or his bag or something. Like he always has an accessory, um, or he has on like a flamboyant shirt. Like you were saying, like the floral whatever, like that he would have had a floral shirt on, or like he would have been the rebel on this. But but he looked so good in his just plain black suit. And he had a different designer than everyone else. And so his jacket was a little different. And I think his his pants were tailored a little differently. He looked amazing. They were just, they were all glowing. So I think that helps, like, of, of how excited and happy that they were. Yeah, they were and, beautiful from the inside out. Yes. And what a lot of people don't ever talk about, J-Hope does not have his ears pierced. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, oh. Jin... Uh, he's the only one that doesn't. Jin does, but he doesn't always wear earrings. 
And uh, he and Hobie were not wearing earrings, but Hobie doesn't have his ears pierced. Anytime you ever see him with earrings, they're all, they're like, they're clip-ons. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, that's why you rarely see him, like, award shows and stuff with earrings. It's only in, like, music videos and um, and stuff like that that he wears earrings. So, he's, I don't know, I feel like he's, like, very traditional, which is weird because he always wears, like, crazy clothes. Uh, but, Yeah. He looked good. I liked his shoes a lot. I think it matched his outfit and his like personality and style. And um, same with uh, V and RM. I think I don't think they would have pulled off the like traditional shoe like the other guys did. Well, speaking of RM, I feel like I have purposely left him for last because unlike our last episode where we were talking about (laughs) the Love Yourself tour in Seoul and I came for him in the choker, which I retracted later on in his diamond choker, I, my breath was taken away when I saw him. I, so RM is dressed a little bit differently than the rest of the guys. And I'd say comparatively kind of more casually than the other guys, um, but still obviously dressed up. Um, He has on a suit, but his is open, unlike their buttoned up ones. And he has a shirt on that's like sort of unbuttoned at the top. He doesn't have any sort of tie or any bow tie or anything. And then he has a cummerbund on. And then he has like, you know, uh, fitted pants, you know, the shoes that we mentioned. And, He has grayish hair that is not styled the rest of the way that other everybody else has. It's kind of like combed back, but like styled and he's wearing glasses. And for me, this is like my favorite look ever I have ever seen on RM. I 100% agree as the leader. I think that's one reason that, he was different than everyone else. As I said, uh, Jimin and Tay were dressed very similarly. The other four, uh, Yoongi, Jin, Hobie, and Jungkook were dressed very similar. And then RM, who's the one that speaks English, who we knew was going to be most likely the one to um, speak during their pre- like when they presented the award, he was dressed differently than all of them. It was kind of like that cool guy, like sexy, casual in mm-hmm. the movie, you know, when you see like the cool guy at the party that's dressed. And it's in, RM. We're and talking RM. about RM. And like, that's exactly what he was. The glasses made the outfit. Like there yeah. were a few times he took them off and I'm like, wait, why are his glasses off? Like he needs to put them <laughs> back on. And he normally doesn't wear his glasses. But with this outfit, like. I don't know. They just, they made the outfit. Um, he looked and old man good with the glasses did. on. And his hair, like, I, I'm really glad they styled his hair the way they did. That's This is my favorite hairstyle on him. And his is the gray still. So he just, he looked very sophisticated, very classy. Mm-hmm. He carried himself very well, too. And I felt like he always, like, kind of maybe, like, had his hands in his pockets, too. Like, he was just, like, this cool swag walking down the red carpet. Like, yep. I'm 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 meant to be here like they were just soaking it all in and he looks very 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 nice oh my gosh like so I I was just taken aback by him um and spoiler alert it continues throughout the whole night um because I thought he was just so charming and everything and represented them like so well which we're gonna get to but yeah that's the fashion like they just look so good and like I said I think that that was a really good decision like I know I was like not sure 
But then when they came out, I think this is perfect. And it just shows you how seriously, how serious they take the Grammys and how they respect it so much. Because, again, they're not being wacky wild. It's not really about them. It's not really about their personalities or anything. It's about them as a group. And this is something that they kind of emphasize in Burn the Stage. They're like, it's not about one. It's about seven. And I feel like coming out and this sort of look as a cohesive unit, ready to present themselves to the American elite of the music industry is what they were making a statement. And I think they made an amazingly beautiful one. So that's the fashion. So (laughs) I was not snarky the way I was on (laughs) the last one, (laughs) even though their costumes are beautiful in the movie, just a little bit different. So now we're going to get to like the real nitty gritty, what Twitter was buzzing about, what we were buzzing about, what we were texting about, what we were squealing about. And that was the red carpet interviews. We had all these streams going. Apparently there was one stream that we didn't have that was their very first interview that they did. And so I was kind of bummed at first. I was like, man, I missed it. Um, Me too. I don't know for you, but like for me, when I'm, I've I've never watched the Grammys like this, like for just one group or anything. And I've never watched a red carpet like this. But so when I've watched in the past, the E red carpet is kind of like the red carpet you watch, but I didn't have like that stream or that feed. So like when you said like, oh, when you miss it, you're bummed. I was super bummed and I was super disappointed because I'm like, oh, that's the red carpet interview. Like it's over. (laughs) Right. And and I was confused because the main Grammy feed, uh, the two girls that were doing it were doing such a great job. They were asking really poignant questions. All the all the responses were amazing. And I'm like, all right, I really want them to be interviewed by these girls. And I could see like that they were maybe being interviewed by maybe one or two other people, but I didn't think they'd be interviewed by like every single news outlet that was down the line. And so I was really bummed. I'm like, man, I missed, I missed one. If they don't come to these girls and then they end up going to like this other one that's asking these really stupid questions, like ask three times, who do you want to collaborate with in three different ways? And that's the only question that they're asking and they're asking every single person the same question. I'm like, man, I really want them to do this. I was really bummed, but thankfully the internet is great. And those (laughs) interviews were up within like a very short period of time. So we were able to see them. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) And there were actually a lot more interviews than I thought. Like even Mm -hmm. after last night, I was still finding some today that I didn't see or didn't even know. We were like squealing when we saw them walking down the red carpet. It was just so surreal. I don't know. It It's different seeing them at the Grammys because we live in the States and we know the, mm-hmm. like, the impact of it. And even though we knew some of the award shows like towards the end were big award shows, like we haven't grown up around that and around the buzz of those. So didn't have quite the same effect. But seeing them, even though they weren't nominated or I mean, well, as a group um, <laughs> for their music, and anyway, for their music. And then I think we had said this, the packaging was was awarded earlier in the night. So it wasn't even going to be like that was over and done with. So even though they were just there to present you know, on the red carpet, it was still just such a huge deal. And like, I had like butterflies and I was so nervous and I was, you know, hoping they would do a good job. And they did, they handled all of them handled all the questions like pros. Well, and this is like, 
this is why I love BTS. Well, there's so many reasons why I love <laughs> BTS. And last night, I feel like they were all in my face. Uh, the reasons I said that so aggressively, like I was angry about it, but I'm really happy about it. Um, but I felt like I just saw over and over again why I love them. So, okay, let's talk about some of the information that we found out. Oh, but I did want to say this. I could tell that even though they handled themselves so well and RM really just took on everything like a champ, I was so proud of him. And actually, maybe we'll talk about that in just a second. But I did want to say that Sugar was like so nervous and you could tell. And he even said that. He said in English a couple of times, he's like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And Is so he, he British? Was, <laughs> I know. I was trying to do his accent and it was just like not good at all. So you just have to see the video footage for yourselves. But he was definitely nervous and like the guys were definitely um leaning on RM to be there. But RM, he proved time and again, why he is the leader of the group. And let me just break down why, like in a general sense. First of all, his English is so beautiful, right? And he's just really great. And it's not just like English, like, oh, I've studied this from a book. It's really like relaxed, charming English. He can catch subtleties. He can really like interact well and he can translate well you saw that he answered the bulk of things he also included the other guys whether it's statements that they prepared or it was translating the question to get them involved Mm -hmm. too and I felt like that was just such a leader thing to do it's not just like okay I'll just answer for all of us because that's quicker and easier it's like hey let me include you guys who are you know scared or you're like not necessarily invited into this or knowing what's going on because this isn't your you know first language you don't really speak it that well I thought he just handled himself so well he was so charming and gracious and like laughing and funny and as I watched them because like you said the Grammys are different because this is like something we understand so now I'm seeing it from our cultural eyes like Mm and our perspective and seeing them through that perspective and just how they fit in seamlessly how they were just meant to be there I was just so so proud of them and I'm getting like emotional okay here I go I'm getting emotional but (laughs) I've lived in other countries before and I know how difficult it is to speak yourself in another language and I think a lot of Americans especially don't understand that because we don't really have to a lot of the times and so they're like well if you're here just speak the language they they don't understand that like when you don't speak another language, your personality is shut off. You essentially become invisible. And I was speaking to a relative um, the day after we were catching up about the Grammys. And she was like, oh, yeah, I saw those boys you really love. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I like them so much. They're really great. And she's like, and I noticed that deep voice one was doing the speaking again. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I like him. She's like, but the other boys, do they speak? Does, is he the only one who speaks English? Because, like, they're always so quiet. And I laughed, and I explained to her, like, yeah, it's the language thing, because they have such huge personalities. But if you're only viewing them from, the like, America media's point of view, you just see quiet guys, you know? You see a bunch of guys behind this one guy. So like RM really has it on his shoulders to convey who they are and like their charm and like everything. And I feel like he's a gateway to people wanting to know more in terms of Americans, because like I said, I noticed V when I saw performances, but when I saw them on Ellen and I saw RM talking and how funny he was in the surprising way, like in a way you wouldn't expect. And I think everything about them is unexpected 
is like really refreshing and they're so genuine and everything and makes you want to know more. And I wouldn't really watch foreign language stuff with like subtitles before them, but their personalities are so great and big that you want to know what they're saying. And I want to know that extra stuff and everything. So I know this is just like a long, like big monologue about why I'm so proud, but they carried themselves so, so well. And that's in large part due to RM. And I really don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves, at least in like the American market for like how he helps provide them with interest. And if he wasn't there and if he didn't know English as well as he did, I don't know that people would be as interested in BTS. Yeah. And you saying that he doesn't get as much credit like on our end or like in the American eyes or whatever. We know he gets it from the members, but it's like people don't always see that. I know I've talked about this before in Bon Voyage when they were in Malta. They were like, let's give props to RM because he translated the entire time for us. Instead of him being able to sit down and enjoy himself, like he has to be almost like a job like of translating for the other guys and he went into this knowing like that that was his job for the night was to translate but he did such a great job and you saying how hard it is to like convey your personality in another language and he's saying like all these little subtleties and and using the english language in ways that um a lot of foreigners wouldn't use it they would just say like i like this or we I like countryside. <laughs> I like countryside. Yeah. And I'm fine. How are you? Like he was using the English language like we would use the English language. And so he was able to eloquently speak in all of the interviews and answer their questions. And, you know, there were a couple of times like I would get tongue tied. Like you could tell at first he was nervous. There were some interviews that I could tell maybe we're at the beginning because he kind of would pause for a second, but then there were some that he just was like talking, you know, and he on a roll (laughs) and he's like, all right, I got this. But like, as you were saying about their personalities, it's funny that your relative said that because Hobie is like the biggest personality of them all. And he was very much in the background the whole time he other than a couple one of my favorite like interview parts we'll get to in a second um other than like two different little interview parts like he was very much in the background and didn't say a whole lot and you know Yungi did too you mentioned that but that's kind of his personality to begin with he's a little bit quieter and shyer but Hobie is one of the biggest personalities of the group and he was kind of he was kind of shy in the background too so it's it's really interesting to see them in America on, you know, a big stage like this, like the Grammys versus seeing them at getting interviewed in Korea and like how they respond and how they act. And I just I know I said it, but I just feel like I can relate to that so much. And I actually want to point out Jin in this, too, because I could see Jin like trying to speak English when they would ask because you can tell Jin understands I've said before that I feel like I'm like the black hole of dance, like combined, like all three of their personalities. I feel like I'm Suga, um, who when asked what they wanted to do after the Grammys, he said sleep. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's that's my boy. I feel like I'm RM in a lot of ways, like that I explained in like with the last podcast. And then I feel like I'm like Jen. And especially when they were like at the interviews and Jen was like really gathering the courage to like speak, I could tell he could understand But what people who don't learn foreign languages don't understand is like understanding is 
one stage actually being able to compute and like speak and express yourself um, is really hard. And then to get to the level where you can express yourself and exactly or mostly exactly the way that you mean is like phenomenal. And RM really makes it look easy, right? Because he is really like amazing at it with Jen, I could like really feel him like wanting to communicate and stuff. And RM would help him out like to, he knew what he was like trying to say, but I really like applaud him for really getting out there and trying to like communicate because one, you're on this big stage with this press asking you questions in this moment, right? That's really scary. Two, you don't necessarily have like the full vocabulary to say everything you want to say. And I know that with me and other countries, like when I couldn't communicate who I was or how I wanted to do things, I was really scared. And I would actually just become a shy person. I guess I just wanted to say like, I could really relate to that. And that's why BTS fans are so passionate. Obviously the music is oh top quality. The dancing, top quality. The looks, top quality, right? Okay. But... <laughs> But besides that, what puts it over the edge is like their genuine nature, their being just great people and people you can genuinely relate for to and root for. And so in that moment, I felt like all of these feelings I've had in my past, like in that moment with Jin, and I was just like so proud. And I felt like he, in some ways that encourages me, like I'm always scared to speak some of those languages that I've learned. And seeing him do that is like, okay, if he can do it in this situation, then I can do it in an everyday situation if I go to this country and visit. You know what I mean? So, like, once again, they're motivating us in more than just the obvious ways. I don't know. I just love them so much. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you um, brought that up about Jin. Um, because I think he was trying to bring out his personality in the interviews a little bit. And there was one uh, that stuck out to me. They were talking about their fashion and Jin was saying that the designers did a great job and that they were like very nice and about everything. And then RM said, yeah, well, uh, Jin tried to steal my glasses. And he's like, why, why did you try to steal my glasses? And he asked this to Jin and Jin said like that he had wanted to wear glasses. Oh, he's like, I wear glasses. Um, and he's like, well, why do you want to wear these? He's like, because the other ones were ugly. I wear glasses and I'm ugly. And he's like, but he's like laughing and he's saying these things like army gets it. And we're laughing with him because we know like his personality. Um, so he's like trying to be himself and trying to say it in English, but it's, you know, it's not coming across the right way. And the interviewer, she was like, you never look ugly. It's like Jin knows he's not ugly. Like he's just making a joke, but she's not getting it because he can't quite translate it a hundred percent, even though like you can see his face and his mind, like trying to work on how he's trying to say it. Um, I just thought it was like a really cute moment between him and RM because RM was again, like trying to help him through it and help him get it out and to say what he wanted to say. And he was trying to, you know, make a joke like Jin does, uh, but it wasn't quite coming across how he wanted it to. But it was just really cute. Yeah. And not to harp on the language thing, but I'm going to talk about the language thing. Like the guys are in different like levels. Right. So like that's really hard, too, because everybody maybe 
if they start speaking English, expects them to sound like RM, right? Oh, well, he can do it. Why can't you do it? And it's really hard to be at that stage that like Jin's at and some of the other guys are at where like you're understanding, you're knowing, you're almost there, but it's really hard to get the words out like fast enough. And something like humor is so hard culturally anyway, but I do think that like BTS's humor is really in line with a lot of American humor but mm-hmm. again conveying that's hard and I feel like I'm like a silly person and that was really hard for me to do in a different country and it's like ah oh, they're not getting it you know like trying to be funny in French is like <laughs> <laughs> not working um and it was like just really stressful because <laughs> no one got what I was saying so then you just look weird you know he knows he has armies that love and understand him and I totally know the interview you're talking about speaking of English what did you think of Jungkook's prepared statement? <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. That that led right in perfectly to it. Um, being on another level of English, um, we know Jungkook and RM put out an English song, and their English sounds perfect. So Jungkook prepared a statement in English, and it was so cute, and he did so well. Um, he obviously still had a little accent, but you could understand him perfectly. And he, you, you could tell he had rehearsed it over and over. And we know he's a perfectionist. And we knew that if if he was going to say anything in English, it was going to sound really good. Um, but I did also want to mention, I had seen a comment. Someone asked him about uh, the Wasted on Me song and like, and how hard it was to sing in English. And he was saying how hard that it is he's like it's crazy hard it were like verbatim is what he said and just to know that he prepared that speech and how he's saying like how hard it is to sing in English but it still sounds flawless just as like a testament to like how hard he works to to do this and that they really wanted to show like we wanted to learn some things in English because we're coming to your country, we're coming to the Grammys, which is in America, and we want to have these English things prepared. It was really cute. It was a cute moment. Yeah, like I was really impressed by Jungkook. I was impressed by all of them, honestly. But it was also funny, like you said, to see someone like J-Hope kind of like fade to the background when he's like super like, you know, outgoing (laughs) and loud and silly and goofy. Um, V was like being his V self in the sense that sometimes he would like, say stuff and then Mm -hmm. sometimes he'd be like where is he (laughs) like he's not even in the shot it's like Mm -hmm. I've only seen like five six people you know sugar sugar sometimes he was actually speaking more than I expected him to and speaking in English too like I said with my accent my bad one he said a lot of times he was nervous he wanted to sleep um hi how are you or like yeah I'm fine yeah (laughs) I wanted to find a way to say on Twitter after that when RM said after that we're finer than fine I was like sweeter than sweet you know like the song and I was thinking that but I was like I feel like I feel like it's gonna get lost in translation so speaking of trying to be funny I can't even do it in English but (laughs) (laughs) that was great so I actually want to get to some of the content of the interviews because they did actually give some good information like you said the two women from the Grammys actually asked some really good questions and we got some good information out of them yeah, I mean, it it wasn't as much like, as we can get, <laughs> right? It wasn't anything really new, um, other than I I loved RM's response. Uh, in this interview, they ask about the comeback, and he said sooner rather than later, 
And that was such a cute response instead of being like, oh, well, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, "Ah, sooner rather than later. And And go ahead. Oh, sorry to interrupt. But like, again, I'm just going to sing his praises again. But like that he handled all those questions like so well. Like even I was like, I don't know what I would like say. (laughs) But he like did it in such a charming way. Like when they were trying to get a lot of information out of him, he skirted around it, but like still like sounded charming and still like gave just a little bit you know yeah and it was it was good because they got asked that question a lot but they in a lot of different ways and he answered them differently every time it's it he didn't rehearse that like Mm -hmm. there were because sometimes you can tell that the response is rehearsed because they know they're going to be asked the same questions um like in press interviews for movies and stuff Every single person that they go into asks them the same questions. So a lot of the answers are rehearsed and they're the same thing to not give away spoilers and things like that. But he answered differently every single time. And uh, Billboard actually and asked like point blank said, oh, so your comeback is going to be like around April or May. Like he put a timeline on it. And RM was like, uh, you know, we can't answer that question. And he's like, come on, Billboard. Like, he got onto them for asking, like, point <laughs> blank, like, giving a date. And uh, and that's something, like, that they're familiar with as being on the Billboard charts. And they've been on there for a long time. And he's like, come on, man. Like, why are you asking me this question? Or, like, in this way. And he evaded those questions so well. And he answered them differently every time. Um, but, yeah, we did. I mean, we got a couple of little teasers. He did say um, that their concept, that was a good question that um, yeah. I did ask was about what their concept was going to be. And, um, you know, RM said it's going to be a payoff to our fans. And that just gets me even more excited for comeback because mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to have to do with the whole storyline. And it's maybe going to be like an ending to the storyline. Um, and if you don't know what that is, hopefully we might one day talk about that on a podcast, but it would be like 10 hours long. So um, <laughs> just to hear them say like that it's going to be a payoff to the fans. Um, that was that was enough in itself. And just to hear them like talk about the comeback, like it just makes it more real because they haven't really said a lot about it um, other than like, yeah, posting, maybe posting pictures on Twitter of them in the studio or things like that. But hearing them actually talk about that they're in the studio making music and oh, that's and another thing. Uh, they were up all night the night exactly. before in Korea making their music. And we kind of knew that because I think they had tweeted uh, the night before um, J-Hope had done something i don't know um i don't remember but we knew they were kind of up late from social media um but they stayed up all night the night before working on their album and then got on a plane to come to the grammys and then you know they left and went straight back home and as soon as they land they're gonna start working on that album again and like the turnaround in korean music is a lot faster than (laughs) in american music so when they say like i feel like saying you're working on your album in america is like license to like chill for like two years two years yeah <laughs> like oh i'm gonna go in once a month and then the rest of the time i'm gonna drink like a mint julep i don't know but <laughs> that's <laughs> a weird <julep>. drink <laughs> i'm feeling classy you know, or like Grammys. country these are the country singers <laughs> or something doing that i don't know <laughs> southern but bells like, sipping their mint juleps but i knew they were working on music but like again the turnaround time here is so long so when people are like come back i'm like 
is it going to be a song? Like, it's amazing that their comeback is going to include like an album. Like they're doing like full music. And when they say they're recording, like they don't stop just because of the Grammys. And like, you know, they didn't know about this. So the fact that they were able to fit into their like crazy schedule anyway, and it was that important to them also is awesome. But like they had to get on this plane after like blood, sweat and tear, you know, and like, like dope. Let's look at the lyrics of that. Like, oh, why you at the club? At the after party, we're working on we're our working. music. Yeah. So, and they're doing it for the fans, which that's another thing I want to actually mention that I think I was trying to touch on earlier and then I got sidetracked by myself. Okay. Anyway, but um, the fans. So, you brought this up, Molly, and then I, bef- maybe even before the award show. And then um, I really saw it as I was watching. So, in all the interviews, you know, BTS really brought up ARMY. When people asked them how they felt about being there, being invited, they always said like, oh, we're here because of ARMY. They are, they are, they are our wings. They are the reason we're here. We're so humble and grateful for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we never imagined this. They made it possible. Like, again, they said that over and over again. But you could tell that they weren't just giving lip service. You could tell that they really meant it. And like that, you know, they are in this with us. So I said this in a different episode. I can't remember which one that was, but I talked about basically BTS being like our soulmates in some ways, like mm-hmm. a, in a collective sense, like in, in a group sense, seeing them at the Grammys and seeing them interact and just like how happy I am and how much they like invite us along. I just really felt that so much um, as they talked about us and pretty much like gave us shout outs. And there's like something about it that makes it feel so individualized. I know they don't know me. They don't know you. They don't know us. They don't know us individually, but it feels like they do. You know what I mean? And I'm going to explain something that's going to sound really crazy and stupid. And if you've never read Harry Potter, you might want to fast forward a couple of uh, minutes because I got some (laughs) spoiler alerts. But the best way for me to put it is like, they're like a reverse horcrux. (laughs) I feel like my soul is split (laughs) and we share a partial part of a soul. But instead of that being from like a bad place, it's from like the ultimate light and good. You know what I mean? It's like they have a little piece of me in them. Does that make any sense? (laughs) It does. Because so Erica told me something the other day um she had a bts dream finally and um (laughs) i've had multiple but how she explained this it it was amazing and it really i would love for this to be true and hopefully it is um so just long story short she was comforting rm he was nervous about going to the grammys and she's like we're here for you like i'm here for you talking him through it and just like being there for him as a friend and she's like what if going on the whole soulmate thing that like he had the same dream you know he didn't know it was me or who i was but that he was having the exact same dream the night before the grammys and he just knew i was an army fan and i was there and i was comforting him and saying it was going to be okay and that totally ties into that being like a reverse horcrux and saying like it's split into seven i have seven souls like inside (laughs) of me and i share like a piece of my soul with each one of them and that um i'm even weirder than that and will like 
speak out into the universe to like one of them if they're going through a hard time like when Jimin was going through all that stuff or like if any of them are sick like speak out into the universe to them and say like we're here for you like get better soon or like we're behind you um even if it's just like saying it to yourself or tweeting to them they might not read every single one but you know they're gonna go through and read some of that stuff and like just being that light for them even though they don't physically know molly they don't physically know erica they know that they have army fans so maybe you know maybe we do and maybe they do feel connected to us in on that deep of a level that's something we've never experienced here in the states like i know especially Erica talks about NSYNC a lot and a lot of other fans. Every episode. (laughs) But we have to. We have a lot of NSYNC uh, people that listen to our podcast. So um, this is for you guys. uh, NSYNC is BTS's favorite boy band. So yeah, there we go. It all ties in together. Um, But I mean, even though we were younger then, it's like we were never on that kind of level (laughs) with those kind of groups. And even now, like there's not a group like BTS that I feel like I could feel that way about. And I, I really like the reverse Horcrux analogy. Like I agree 100% um, that we are connected to them in some kind of way. And that, that, explains it very well yeah like and I don't want to go too deep into it but like oh we deep um but it's like it's like more than just like regular it's like spiritual which I think is what sort of explains the phenomenon like people are like we maybe they don't get it like watching from the outside they just know that these fans are passionate but it's different than other groups and it's different than other boy bands it's not just like oh 13 year old screaming because they're cute like it's more than that obviously they have the talent and everything like that but besides that like what enables grown women <laughs> to kind of I don't want to say center our lives around them because, like, I feel like that's putting too much focus on them. And I think they're just people, too. But, like, be on this journey with them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just the best way to explain it. It's, like, a different level. It's, like, a collective love that I haven't experienced. I feel like there's all sorts of loves in this life. You have friendship love. You have, you know, marriage love. You have relationship. You have whatever. And this is, like, a very collective love thing. So Erica said this to me earlier that we're have such a connection with them it's like we're going on this journey with them and I felt that last night that like almost like I was at the Grammys with Mm -hmm. them walking the red carpet with them I was emotional with them and excited with them it wasn't just like I was watching it happen to them I was also feeling what they were feeling and I was I've never felt that with anything anyone before like yeah I've been excited for my favorite actor artist to win an award whatever but I've never felt like I was in the moment with them and at with BTS whatever they're doing I feel like I'm in that moment with them and sharing it with them and not just on the outside watching it happen to them yeah like this was Again, I've only seen like maybe one other thing with them like live. So this is a very new, different experience. But like it was blowing my mind that like this was happening live. And even before they got on the I'm getting emotional again. But even before they got on like the red carpet, I was like nervous. Like I was like, but not nervous. Like, oh, how are they going to come across? Or like, you know, not like for me. Like it was like just like again, like feeling it for them, but like still Mm -hmm. feeling it myself. And I was just like you know, I was just so nervous and like, 
every moment, like I was glued, like, again, I've seen the Grammys before. And I know in the past, like certain groups and stuff I like were there. And so I was like, make sure to like watch their award or try to see them on the red carpet. But this was a different type of investment, not in, not just with like Twitter, but like, I think, I feel like all of army was just like there with bated breath, like watching every moment. And like we said, we were walking down that carpet, like with them. And RM even said something to that effect in one of the interviews, like they're with us. We're surrounded by armies. It's like almost like our energy is able to like be felt Mm -hmm. even without ever being in the same room with them, Mm -hmm. you know, like, which is interesting because at most award shows and the Korean award shows, like there's all these fans and, and stuff that are out there and the Grammys are by invitation only. And so when they're on the red carpet, like there's not a, you know, hundreds of army like out there screaming and taking pictures and wanted to meet them and greet them. This is all like people who were invited to the Grammys by invitation. And they said, you know, that they can still feel us there, that we're there with them. And I just think that is so amazing and that they are genuine about yes. They're not, you can tell, like, they're not just, like you said, they're not just saying that. Like, you can tell in their eyes and their voice and their demeanor whenever they say that they mean it 100% with every fiber of their being that they would not have been on that red carpet if it weren't for their fans. Now like, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> like, there's only one other artist that I feel kind of, like, rivals or, like, is up there with them in their fan service that I personally know of, and that would be Taylor Swift, and I know I bring her up a lot, too, but for Americans who need a reference, like, you know that Taylor is constantly thinking of her fans, and if you know anything about her, like, she hosts special, like, viewing parties or secret, like, recording sessions, like, she'll let them listen to the album first, she has, like, them meet and greets before and after her concerts to meet with her fans and like her personal goal I feel like she's said this before is to try to meet every one of her fans in some way shape or form because she just really like loves them so much and she knows that they make her who she is and so like I feel like there's it's different with BTS but it's like a similar kind of sentiment of like someone who really understands the role of fans in their lives and interacts with them and really loves and cares about them in a genuine way and not just because we get the money and like, Oh, right. thanks. I have this house. Cause you buy, I really did see the difference between them and other people. And I, I thought that was like really crazy. Mm-hmm. Molly pointed it out. I'm like, well, everybody thinks they're fans, but it's just like different with BTS. Yes. It's this level. And they're so humble. I'm like these humble Kings, like, and it's a true humble. It's not like, you know, like that humble that you're like, Oh, well, you know, I can't believe I'm here, but you're secretly like, Mm-hmm, I've been waiting to be here and like whatever except for Sugar there's one interview where they're like we didn't believe this and Sugar was like ha, 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 I, I did <laughs> <laughs> no uh, now that you said that um, one of the interviewers asked them was this ever like your goal like or your not your dream but like your goal like did you know that you were going to be at the Grammys and he RM translated it and collectively every single one of them goes no and shook their heads really big And they're like, we never thought we would be here. It was like their reaction was so genuine. Like, it's not like they had to think for a second and be like, nah, like we knew every one of them, like collectively, nope, and shook their heads and like Jungkook's eyes got really big. And you can tell just they're not really good at hiding their reactions to things (laughs) sometimes. So their genuine expressions, they cannot hide those. And so you could tell like they're like, no, we had no idea this was ever going to happen. 
uh, a genuine reaction is also sugar when they like ask them like so what did you how did you react when you found out you were going to present yes. the grammys and sugar had made the biggest reaction like i've ever seen him ever do and he was like i was like oh and he like covers his mouth with his hand and was like looking shocked and I didn't even know that Suga's face could like move that Do much. that, right? <laughs> I have multiple gifts of that because you're right. He doesn't ever react that way. It, yeah, it was so funny and so cute. And they had a lot of like funny little responses too. And, you know, obviously they were really classy, but I loved that they also got to show a little bit of themselves. There was one part that I didn't see until today and I still haven't seen the whole video, so I'm not sure what the whole interview was about. But there was a lady that had, like, it said Missy's something, oh, something on the back. And they were doing a Missy Elliott song. And all the guys had kazoos <laughs> and were playing the kazoos. And this lady was rapping to a Missy Elliott song. And it was, like, the strangest thing. But RM's face was gold. Like, he couldn't hide his confusion. Uh, Hobie's in the background, like like puffing on this thing really big and Yungi's in the corner like he's really cutely playing it and I think Jin was in the background like holding his like what is this thing and so they got to be themselves a little bit and then my favorite part the Grammy girls were like I think they're the only ones that brought up Hobie's birthday yeah uh, which I'm really glad they did um because it you know I mean it's in a week but still like it's this month and it's really soon and they're like, well, what are you guys going to do to celebrate his birthday? And RM translate translates and oh, Hobie just leaves, leans in and says, happy birthday, J-Hope. We love you, J-Hope. And it was so cute. He's like, yeah, that's me. That's my birthday. And it, and that was like the only time he really was like himself. I felt like um, in the interview process anyway, like because he was kind of in the back and hiding. And he had to like pop up around RM when they asked this question because he was in the back. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to be myself for a second and pop in and say, yeah, but it's my birthday. And I love that they actually were genuinely themselves a little bit, too. Even though they were nervous, their personalities still came out in a lot of different ways. Yes, I agree. Um, About the Missy Elliott thing, because I was wondering that, too, because I started seeing all these like gifts and videos mm-hmm. on on Twitter, but I couldn't see the whole thing. I found the whole thing, um, but it they're a part of like a compilation video sort of for mm-hmm. Ellen. And so really what you see in those like is it is it? And honestly, shout out to Army because they slowed dice and saw so much in that clip that honestly when we watched it in full speed, we were like, Oh, <laughs> like it's really literally like one second long. And I'm like, how did they all like see that and get that? So they like the slow down stuff is like mm-hmm. much better when you really see what's really going on between all these little crazy guys. I found like a compilation video that kind of like I think puts like a lot of the interviews together. So like the major ones that we saw. So if for some reason you weren't able to watch the Grammys or any of like all these individual sources, the way we had our command centers, we'll have like that compilation video so you can kind of get the gist of what we got to see. After the red carpet, um, which lasted for a couple of hours, this was a big thing in the news before they, once people said they were presenting and attending the Grammys, it's like, where are they sitting? Who are they sitting by? During the show, we got to see some shots of them in the audience. We saw a lot of shots of them because they were sitting almost like front row. I I saw a tweet a couple days ago that was saying um, the Grammy seating is like, like a school cafeteria, like all the popular people <laughs> sit in a certain spot. 
but it's basically the people who are either performing or that are nominated. They're, you know, easy access to the stage. They're in the front. They're the people that everyone wants to see when they pan out to the audience, things like that. And BTS was on the left-hand side of the stage. They were basically like the second and third rows. They were sitting behind Dolly Parton and then the Cyrus family. So Miley Cyrus and her parents and um, sister were there. Miley performed. um, And there was a big tribute to Dolly Parton. So the guys were sitting right behind them. um, And they were actually in two separate rows. When I saw the seating chart online, I was so happy because... They were sitting by Anna Kendrick, and she's an American actor uh, who's in Pitch Perfect, and she's also a singer. And I love her so much, and I was so happy that they were going to get to sit by her. My speculation was, like, who's going to sit where? Who's going to sit by who? Um, And then they also, on one side, uh, was Camila Cabello. She was actually, was she nominated? Yeah, she was nominated, and she performed last night as well. So, they were around a lot of talent. There were a couple country uh, stars near them. Chris Stapleton, I know, was either behind them or somewhere like near them as well. So they were around a lot of really big names last night uh, in, in you know, American music. It was really cool just to see them because every time they would pan to the audience. And it was awesome because Jimin and Tay's hair stood out so much. You could tell where they were every time. So if there was like a big wide shot... All you had to do was spot the pink or green hair and then you could know where BTS was and see where they were and like try to find their reactions to stuff. Um, So that was really fun. Yeah. And seeing the reactions was really great. Like I had full trust and faith in ARMY to be able to capture things. So I just had to just be on alert for my own eyes to see it. So I didn't miss it. And it seems like I actually naturally caught all the things that Mm -hmm. were online anyway so that was really good but one of the biggest sensations from the night was them first uh reacting to uh dolly and miley cyrus singing jolene which is one of my favorite dolly songs and one of my favorite miley cyrus cover songs um seeing them like everyone was up um, and her her performance was like a, a big compilation and she had a bunch of her songs and she had other artists up there singing with her. And she's a well-known country artist uh, in the States. If you don't know who she is, she's been around for a really long time. Everybody was on their feet and clapping and singing along with her. And so, you know, naturally BTS is up doing the same thing. And like Erica said, she had faith in any army there that could catch these moments, but the cameras went to them so many times, like during the show. And I thought that was amazing that they wanted to like capture these moments um, and see how BTS was reacting. And this was definitely my favorite moment. And I have multiple angles and get of gifts from, (laughs) from this moment and Jungkook singing and, RN and Jin was like trying to sing and it's like he's saying the wrong words but he's bobbing <laughs> his head and RM's kind of like coolly doing it and Yoongi in the background's kind of like bobbing his head a little bit and Hobie and Tay and Jimin were getting into it and they were dancing and but Jungkook was into it and he was singing and and he, you could see him mouthing Jolene so he was like actually saying the words and yeah I was, along to the song I was so surprised because like I think everyone was because no one expects them to know like country music. Country music. So when they pan to them and they're having like a hoedown in <laughs> the audience, it's like, oh, so it was like so shocking. Again, BTS is so refreshingly surprising. Uh, Jin was trying to get his life, but him not really singing the words right 
that's me at every like bts song (laughs) right i was like this is now they know how we feel at their concerts so there (laughs) we're they can give cut us some slack like we're we're trying to learn the words and sing along and we don't say the right words um but we enjoy it anyway and i think that's what jen was doing he just wanted to have fun and his little like head bob and dance was so funny yeah, and I I like seeing them cut a little bit loose, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's, you know, we don't get to see them as audience members so much. And then in K-pop, I think because the eyes are on them in a different way, I feel like a lot of times they don't really jam out. I feel like they kind of just are like sitting there and like respectful, but now they get to be fans. You know, it's not just right. like, oh, we're here with, we're kind of the leaders of this industry or we're like you know, on par with all these people here. These are people that they really deeply admire that they, to be honest, they probably never seen live. That w- that hit me like a little bit after the mm-hmm. show that I'm like, you know what? These groups don't really go to Korea. They don't really tour there. Like maybe some have go every once in a while but not really you know you have to have a pretty good fan base in order to like do the world tour stuff or at least in that region you know and k-pop and k-pop has such a like stronghold there it makes sense i mean we listen to primarily american music i'm not it's not a judgment or anything but then i was thinking okay these guys who have grown up like listening to this music being influenced by it may have never seen seen Mm -hmm. or listen to it live so like this is a huger than just being honored by this too this is like as a fan dreams coming true as a fan seeing people it didn't dawn on me until later on that like this is like wow these are people they may never ever see in concert yeah i i know hobie's mentioned that he has seen eminem and coldplay went to korea and he had seen them and there was in burn the stage and he went down on the stage. He went down like in the pit and he's like, Oh, this is what the audience sees. And he's like, I went to, you know, these concerts or whatever. Yeah. A lot of the people nominated there last night, like they maybe haven't ever had a world tour or they wouldn't go to Asia. And so um, they really respect a lot of these artists and um, you know, BTS has only been around for really not that long. American music, I feel like K-pop, you get like a good like three years sometimes of groups. You have this a, a handful of groups that have been around for a long time. But for the most part, they're they're turning out new groups all the time that a lot of groups don't last very long. And so, you know, this will be what their sixth year mm-hmm. in in our industry in America. That's not very long. There's there's multiple artists who've been around for 15 20 years uh backstreet boys just celebrated their 20th anniversary of one of their songs like it that's Mm -hmm. that's crazy to me um and they just came out with a new album and no they haven't been pop really popular that whole time but they've been steadily like doing things and working on their music and um whatever but for them to be able to see some of these artists that they did say like on the red carpet that we they wanted to collaborate with and that they were really excited to see like they wanted to see Lady Gaga and Tay has been a big fan of her for a really long time. They like Travis Scott and a lot of the people performing. They're like, we're really excited to see these mm-hmm. people. So, and the, yeah, it was like a concert for them, basically. And but they were asked a lot, who are you most excited to see and who do you want to collaborate with? And the answers were the same. They wanted to see Lady Gaga, but they wanted to collaborate with her. They wanted to see her. 
but they want to collaborate with her. So like all these people, yes, they want the opportunity to work with them. I mean, like, come on, let's be real. I can't collaborate with NSYNC, but if I could, I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, this also points me back to one last thing from the red carpet that I just remembered, which was the Backstreet Boys were on the red carpet and they were actually oh, yes. interviewed about BTS. And one of the things that they said was that they had actually met BTS a couple of times. They're like, yeah, they don't really speak English except for the one guy or like whatever. And I'm like, that's all right. Um, anyway, they were saying like, but yeah, we met them a couple of times and I think the interviewer might've said like, yeah, they said they'd want to work with you. And they're like, Oh yeah, that'd be like really great. The Backstreet Boys were there and, they're kind of proof that even if you're not like mainstream, you can really tour and make this like a lifelong career. And there's always going to be fans there. And even though there may not be like mainstream, mainstream, they have a very active fan base that mm -hmm. loves and supports them and like gives them opportunities where like, if you know where they're going to be, they're always having shows and everything. And that's not stopped since they've been out, you know, and I've actually been to I think two of them but yeah what I it's my hope and I know it's BTS's hope too that like they'll have some longevity and even if they can't have it in the ultimate spotlight forever I know as an army um I'm ready for the small show if it's gonna have to be that way I'm ready to get my front row seats <laughs> in Vegas you know come on right so I mean not next year or anything but um <laughs> let's let's ride this wave of success for as long as we can but um no matter what as long as they're genuine producing excellent music pouring their hearts and soul into it blood sweat tear I think they'll be successful yeah so they're getting to see these artists that they've never seen before so it was really fun to see even fan footage I mean army is on it even army that was in the Grammys audience was like posting video reactions of them now I know some people might be like oh what is that or oh these like stalker fans I don't think they're stalkers I know that I was telling um Molly that if I knew that I was going to be in California at the time of the Grammys I probably would have put in to like try to be in the audience anyway like a seat filler or something and I probably would have done it a long time ago knowing about like these audience things I think sometimes you have to just take a guess at where you think people are going to be if you really like them and then you know going to an event where you like an artist is not stalking them it's the following them, invading their personal privacy, trying to expose them when they're not in a public place or, you know, around public people. I think that's like the crazy thing. But this was going to be public anyway and televised and on camera anyway. So I didn't really have a problem with like the fans in the audience at the Grammys like well, doing reactions. I want to put this in perspective while we're on that subject. Anyone thinks that of people like at the Grammys, Jungkook was videoing Drake. So <laughs> then you think then is Jungkook a soccer? Like, no, like if you're in a public space, um, if you were there, would you not have tried to get a reaction video of BTS? And, you know, there's others people like doing that with other celebrities and other artists that they like that mm -hmm. were there and like recording them when they were performing and doing things like that. I agree. I don't think if you're in a public space and, you know, to be a, a seat filler, like Erica was telling me a little bit, and there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of stipulations because you're in a room with celebrities and people who are really high profile. And Michelle Obama, our former first lady of the United States, was there last night. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to let just anyone in to 
I feel like to the Grammys and I feel like there was probably a lot of security and a lot of stuff like that so uh, that that's a whole nother topic but they were enjoying themselves so much and I think I know one of the fan cams that uh, Erica was going to talk about was V am I correct? V, but actually I was going to talk about Jungkook first, just really quick because it's still on the Jolene thing. One of the fan cams said like, she said it on Twitter and then she's like, I'll upload the video in a second. It's bad internet in here, blah, blah, blah. She's like, Jungkook was crying during Jolene. And this kind of points to what you were saying about him knowing every word. Like he, so in her video, you can see him like wiping his eyes, like, multiple times and like you can see rm next to him laughing because <laughs> so i feel funny. like i feel like that's what rm do be like man are you really crying but he's the baby of the group he started the group when he's just like an embryo you know and like to accomplish all of this is just like so shocking you know and i think it was maybe the song he probably like loves the song and the music and seeing it but it's also the beginning of the grammys too one of the first performances you know i feel like it's that moment that it's like hitting him he's probably crying like oh my gosh i am here i am here right now this is happening right now like i'm surrounded by this doesn't happen to Korean guys. This doesn't happen to Korean people. Like this isn't, this is, they said it wasn't even possible. And yet how is it us that's here? So I think the tears are probably a combination of that or he can be a really big fan of Dolly Parton. I don't know, but that's I what mean, I think. Maybe like his parents like love Dolly or something. And like he grew up listening to Dolly and yeah, I, or a combination of both. Yeah. I want I I to both, be a big but... Dolly Parton fan. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Which there's a there's like a gif or like a meme sort of going around that was the funniest meme ever, and I will link it in the show notes because Molly do. and I were busting a gut yeah, over it. it but it's funny. but the other thing that you were talking about, a fan cam was V. So V was living his best life last night. He was standing and jamming out to Cardi B when she was performing. <laughs> If you look at the fan cam that shows he was literally the only person in the audience standing up like there. I don't <laughs> even think I saw like like little dots here and there of people standing like it was Taehung all the way standing by himself. Green hair, <laughs> green hair to Cardi B. And Eric and I kind of touched on this um, earlier, like to, we were talking on the phone and. It's so different. We've talked about this in the podcast before. So at a lot of the Korean award shows and concerts and stuff, like they're very polite and they sit and listen and, and enjoy the concert. And so to see him standing and what he represents and like how they normally act at concerts, like in their country and things like that. And for him to be the one person in a room full of Americans standing and dancing to Cardi B of all people, it was a great moment. And he, it was a genuine moment and that he was enjoying himself. I don't know. I can see Tay loving rap. Like we know he does because we know he's all about the ciphers, cipher part one, two, three, four. <laughs> and he's like the biggest hyper of dang. And he loves his rap line so much. So we know he likes rap and he was just living his best life and having so much fun. And it, it was great. Yeah, and of course it would be V to be the one to do it, but he was just like, you know what? This is a moment, so I'm going to be in it. And I was glad to see it. I was like actually really surprised that everybody else was sitting down during Cardi B. 
you know, she started off like it's a piano. You're like, do I stand? I don't know. So maybe it was just like the audience was like, I don't know if I should get up. So I'm just going to stay seated, you know. Um, and the song is like a weird beat. So like you can dance to it, but it's not like always fast. So maybe that had something to do with other people not really like standing for it. But I just loved it. I love to see his joy and everything. Another big moment of the night that we all this is where it comes back to being like the soulmates thing. We all knew that. Tay really loves her, the artist her. She's an R&B artist. And so when her performance came up, I think all of us ARMY were like, oh, my gosh, Tay and, you know, um, RM are going to be, like, so excited about this, right? And and the rest of the guys, too, because they mentioned it as well. Mm-hmm. And But I didn't know if they were going to show them during their performance, but they did. And they were singing their little hearts out. Ooh. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and actually i wasn't familiar with her i only knew of her because of them (laughs) that's funny all i knew of her because he said she said um because of them so like i actually don't know i feel like so out of the loop but i only i don't really listen to new music let's be honest um i listen to bts and i i have like a one album per year policy because i am old i don't know but (laughs) I didn't know about her, but like she was really great. And obviously BTS would have excellent taste and her voice is just beautiful. Her hair was beautiful. She had her guitar was beautiful. (laughs) It was. It really was. She was top notch. And this is I think I touched on this before, but like the Grammys like sort of solidified to me why the U.S. kind of remains at this time at the top of like the global music industry in general, not everybody, but, you know, in general, the level of talent and whatever we saw tonight was like it it was just different. And I could just tell immediately. And I'm like, okay, I know why BTS, why this is their goal. Like this is their pinnacle. This is their thing, because this is just the it really is the cream of the crop. And um, I definitely think they fit in there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like if they would have had a performance, they would have blown everybody's mind because they're amazing world-class performers. America's so big and there's so many American artists that you're going to luck out and have a bunch of great talent here. And honestly, a lot of the talent here is not from America. So uh, Drake's from Canada. He won a Grammy. Um, Dua Lipa won a Grammy last night. She's yep. not from America. You know, J-Lo performed and she's of Latin origin. Camila Cabello, uh, <laughs> Ricky Martin performed last night. So America's just like the land of opportunity. So we get Yelps people from, it is, we get people from all walks of life all over the world come to America, but then they're like thrown into like the American music scene um, and can really flourish. And I think that, BTS will do the same um, and introduce K-pop even more so into the States and um, make it bring light to it. And there are a lot of really great groups, uh, K-pop groups, and BTS will bring light to that and more people will explore that a little bit. But yeah, like their um, their reaction to her was so cute and they were they were so into it. And especially Tay and Jimin. And um, as I said before, Tay tweeted, uh, it's like a year and a half ago, it was in 2017, um, that he was into her music. He, uh, you know, gets to see her perform live and uh, we'll get to this, but also gets to present her 
with yeah, spoiler alert no i guess people have already seen it yeah it's definitely not a spoiler alert so, don't tell them molly so we can we can go and don't tell them what happened last two nights ago or three nights ago whenever this podcast goes up so i guess we can lead into that um so for actually they're presenting this is when i was the most bleh this is when I was the most nervous. Um, Erica was saying before she was really nervous too um, for them. And I was nervous a little bit on the red carpet, but after seeing them, I was just like, okay, I settled into it. They were doing great. Mm-hmm. But when I saw them, like it panned out to the audience um, and one performance and I saw Anna Kendrick and then I didn't see BTS. I'm like, wait, they're backstage already. They're going to be presenting soon. I just started getting butterflies and getting really nervous and getting knots in my stomach. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, I just want them to do really well. I didn't know how it was going to go. Like a lot of times um, at like the Oscars and Emmys and things, the presenters like say a little something and it, there's there's always um, like a prompter so you can read whatever you're saying off of there and they only rehearse it like one or two times beforehand. So I didn't know if all the guys were going to actually say mm-hmm. a little piece or if just RM was or what was going to happen. So I was just really nervous for them and wanted them to do a good job. And because they had done such a great job on the red carpet, I just wanted it to lead into the presenting and for them to do really well. I was and not ready. It was like no. over in the blink of an eye and they were on stage in the blink of an eye. So, and I was wanting to like record it on my phone when they were on it. So like... <laughs> I don't know. Should we tell us of like how it happened with our experience first? (laughs) Yes. So um, Erica and I have this app where we can almost like FaceTime. We don't have iPhones, so we don't we don't FaceTime each other. You don't. Well, I don't have an iPhone. An Apple person would say that, right? Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, my superior Android. We have an app where we can like kind of FaceTime each other. It's called Marco Polo. Um, she was kind of sending me her reactions throughout the night and I was watching with my parents and I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to like watch all these and like have it blaring while I'm trying to watch the TV. My parents are in the room. So um, I saw her like sending me all these things. When they come up, I am trying to incoherently text her and she's sending me a Marco Polo at the same time. And I somehow accidentally called her and like, I hear her voice and I'm like, I'm looking at the phone thinking I played her video and it's saying that I called her. I'm like, so I have no idea what happened. So I missed them actually like walk out on stage because <laughs> I, I was freaking out so much. I, I accidentally called Erica and I didn't even know my phone was on at the time. And, so. And for me, I'm, so I'm like ready. I have the Marco Polo. I'm like starting to record and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm freaking out. And you know, my boyfriend's there and I'm like freaking out. And then like you call me. So I'm like, oh, we're doing it on the phone. Okay. I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. I was going to try to record it, but now she's calling me. And then, but you you didn't know you're on the phone so like I just hear you talking to like your parents and like Molly Molly what's happening why are we on the phone <laughs> and then so like I just like hang hung up because I was like I can't explain this I gotta watch this now what is happening and so I get on Marco Polo but then like they're like show the nominees <laughs> so I was like I don't know what just happened I'm like but I knew it was gonna be like on Twitter and stuff after so I wasn't like too concerned but I was just like oh my gosh what's happening so I did send her my reaction after that which I think was a lot of me just freaking out so they come back after they announce the nominees and then that's when they say like and the award goes to 
were they weren't they a little off <laughs> yeah well so i was gonna say they they came out to fake love so they played fake love yeah when oh, they walked out to present. yeah <laughs> What did we we did with this with another show? We're like freaking out about like our reaction to it that we forgot to tell what they actually did. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what they said. So fake love comes on and they like strut out and it's just oh, like every eye was on them. It was ridiculous. They look so good. Like okay, you have to say it how like well, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. Um. <laughs> but Ariam comes out first and the camera's only on him, and then they kind of like form together like a flying v i don't even know how to say it but like it was just really cool how they came out from like both sides of like right. stage mm-hmm. ah okay. and then rm kind of like he like held his arms out a little bit kind of like we're here and then he started speaking and he acknowledged south korea and then the fans and he's like we're made in south korea he's says- always dreamt of being here you know Yep, we're we've always dreamt of being here. Um, we're here at the Grammys. We've always dreamt of it. And then he says, "We will be back." And that's when he was uh, 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 flexing. <laughs> yes, that's the proper use for that word right there. Um, he's, "We will be back." And he had, does like a little smirk, and then he continues, and then he's like, "And here are the nominees." The and, best R&B artist. Oh my gosh. Like, obviously I didn't get it at the moment. So this was after the fact. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you getting bold. You are getting bold. But we were all like, yes, boo, you will be back. And I think he might have even, did he mention the armies in that speech? I'm not sure. He didn't say army. He just said to our fans. Yeah. You got to speak yeah. the lingo that the, yeah. the regulars understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they presented for best R&B artist. And the cool thing was, um, I think I was telling Erica this last night, is uh, we've been talking about her and she was one of the nominees in this category. And this happened to be the category that they put them as presenters for. And I don't know if it was for, you know, how they pick who presents what award, uh, especially since they're a K-pop group and they have like nothing to do with any of like the categories. I don't really know how they picked it. As I kind of spoiled before, I guess, um, her actually won the award. And um, they did, when they said the Grammy goes to, they said, we'll get into this later, but they they rehearsed it and they did good in their rehearsal, they had said. Um, (laughs) And then when it came down to it, they were off completely. And because RM says, and, and then they're supposed to all say, the Grammy goes to together. And they did not. And it was, <laughs> but it was so BTS. It was so cute. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that they didn't say it all together. And you could tell they were kind of all like, uh, oops, we were supposed to do that better than that. But it was, it, it was great. It really was. Oh, but I'm so glad that uh, V was the one who ended up uh, holding the award and giving it out to her since he's the biggest fan of her. And did you hear RM's, uh, his, he goes, yeah, really loud when after they announce it and she's like trying to come up the stage, she was like tripping over something. And, um, she like, I don't know, it took her a minute to get up the stage. And I saw later, I think today 
a cam from the audience view and their reactions as she's like coming up and they were all like so they were so happy and rm's like cheering for her and and tay has the grammy and he's like oh my gosh like i'm about to give this to you and yungi's over there he's like quietly clapping but his face is just like beaming he's so excited and so happy that she's the one that won the award and i was telling erica last night like it just felt like she won it they were presenting it so we knew that they were meant to be there. Like that's the moment they were meant to, to be there. Like it was unexpected that they were there. We found out what, like three days before that they were going. Um, we find out later that they didn't even know they were really going until a couple days before. So it was a surprise for everyone. So for that to happen and for her to be the winner and for that to be the moment, it was, it was surreal. And I have a little treat for all of you guys. Here's some, uh, some footage, uh, some audio footage of uh, my pure reaction. Ah! <laughs> oh, they practiced that last night, probably. Oh, that's who they wanted to win. That's like their favorite. And then I just scream some more. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and then I scream about Tay handing her the award. But like, yeah, I was just like. So excited for them. And but the thing is, is like if you put in all the time, the the blood, sweat, tear for all of this, <laughs> the red carpet kind of officially started at like 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they didn't really present until what, like 10 o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah. So and then it was so brief. It was like I knew they were presenting. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if like. I was thinking maybe multiple members had practiced and rehearsed so that maybe a couple other guys would say some stuff. But then when I saw that Aaron was just speaking, I'm like, that makes sense. They don't have like time. So like, it makes sense just to have him like say what Mm -hmm. they needed to say, but it was so quick. And I was like, wow, like, you know, we spent like all these hours in anticipation for such a brief moment. But I did love that he said, we'll be back because like, I think that just left us all craving for more. I was like, I want them to show everybody in that room what they can do. Like, I want them to see who BTS really is. Not just this group that like, oh, what are people talking about? But like, oh, let them show you who they are, you know? RM gave a little promise. He's like, oh, we will show you. We'll we'll come back. And in some ways, I think it's like kind of like a really good thing that this was their first Grammy, you know, like mm-hmm. they got to just be there, be nominated, not necessarily win. That's fine. Get starstruck, you know, just enjoy it as guests and being there they got to present which was fun they got to understand what the stage is like how it works what's what being there is like so that next time if they come and perform like those nerves are sort of sort of gone and i feel like if they would have gone straight out the gate winning and performing it could have been like too overwhelming and also like think about how much that would be on their shoulders. Like if they had to go and perform and they're really nervous and somehow like what if their mics aren't working or like something goes wrong and this is their impression and we've never seen them nervous on stage before, but like maybe they would have been. And so I think it all works out the way that's supposed to, just like you said, with the her, her getting the award, maybe them not really winning this year and whatever. It's like, they could just take it, drink it in, have this dream experience. And then this could give them a new dream, a big dream of coming back <laughs> next year or, you know, a couple of years in, down the road and 
you know, performing and actually winning for their music. Yeah. And that, that leads kind of into, um, our next thing they went on and got a V live and we'll talk about a little bit of what happened with that, but they, in their V live, I felt like they kind of expressed exactly what you just said and that they're like, okay, we got to enjoy this. They got to experience it as a spectator and to see how great it is. Like they already knew that they wanted that to be a goal or like they wanted to achieve that. But now being there standing on the stage, presenting the award, looking out into the audience on the Grammy stage, they're like, now we want this even more. And they all voice that in their V live that they did. They say, we're going to work harder. We're going to do better, which I don't know how they can do that. They (laughs) are the hardest working men I've ever known and perfectionists and amazing at everything they do, but they still say they're going to work harder and do better because now they've gotten that taste of it. They're like, oh, we want to go to the Grammys. We want to go to the Grammys. Now they've been to the Grammys. Now they want the Grammy. Really yeah. wholeheartedly want to be on the stage. Uh, Jungkook says in the live, he says, we're going to perform or we're going to win one. And that's their new goal is to be Grammy nominee or Grammy winning artists. Um, they're like, we're going to win it. Like, we're not just going to be nominated. We're going to win. You know, I love love that they're still humble about it because they're like, we're going to work harder to achieve this goal, but we're going to achieve this goal. Like, we know we have what it takes to get there, and we're going to do our best to do that. And this is also, totally agree. And this is also the part where I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, like, their priorities. So, like, um, with the fans... Um, Like we said, at the show, I noticed that, like, some of the people, like, thinking their fans did so as an afterthought. Like, for instance, Cardi B, who's really cute and everything. She was thinking, doing the speech. I don't even know if she said anything. But um, I think she did another speech after. And she's like, oh, yeah, and thank you to my fans. And, again, in America, it's just like, oh, I'd like to thank the fans or, oh, thank you. Like, we're not even, like, a thought of people. Like, I think that's just, like an effective fame to a lot of Americans. It's like, oh yeah, I have fans, but whatever. They're just these like crazy people out there who like like me and buy my stuff. But like they're really kind of like disconnected in a sense. Whereas like even in that short presentation speech at the Grammys, presenting an award, they had like three sentences, RM said, and they included thanks to our fans, meaning it genuinely. Like we said on the red carpet, they kept giving that. And this extends into what I was saying about V Live, which is on the red carpet, they were asked, so what are you guys doing after the Grammys? What are your big plans? Most people after award shows, especially in the United States, go to parties. Like, there are really big celebrity parties. That's some people's favorite part. Like, they're like, let's get through the ceremony mm-hmm. so we can go to these really banging parties and everything. And they said, we're, well, Sugar said, I'm sleeping. But <laughs> but the rest of the group and RM said, we're going to go on V Live after. And we've mentioned V Live several times before. But just in case you don't know what it is, it's this app that is for like K-pop groups and BTS is on it. They kind of do exclusive content through there, whether it's live streams or um, sometimes they host other produced videos and stuff on there. And I felt like it was just so great that they were like, we want to give them our take on this not being interviewed not something that is for everybody else's consumption but something just for army because we know 
And this is where they know us. They know that we're waiting to hear, like, what did you think? How did you feel? What was it like? We want to know what you guys think. Like, it's just the same as, like, a family member or friend. If they go and they do something that's so amazing and you're so proud of them and you get to, like, hug them and be like, how did you feel? Tell me everything. Like, it's with friends. It's not just, like, and the fact that that was on their minds and that they were, like, it's not like they their arms are twisted like oh we got to go do this thing for our fans but we really want to be out partying like you could tell like no we're going to talk to our people who got us here we're going to share this moment with them so i really love that they did that um and actually there were a lot of problems with v live so they got on after they got to their hotel and stuff and after the grammys Sometimes when they, most of the time when they do be live, they kind of just do it randomly. It's not really planned. So whoever's available kind of like hops on and gets in the chat rooms and streams and everything. And most people like me, I know I can watch it later. The Grammys were different because we knew that this was such a big dream for, uh, big dream uh, for BTS. I feel like the whole world and the whole army base or a lot of us were watching more than usual. And so everyone's trying to get on V live at the same time, especially because they said they were going to go on it and it just couldn't handle all these fans. So everyone online was getting really upset about it. Not upset, like mad at them, just like disappointed, like, Oh man, we really wanted to see them, but we understand. And like, they tried at least like some people got to watch a few minutes. I know Molly did um, of the initial thing. And then it kind of stopped. So we just thought that was it. But then a little bit later on in the night, you started seeing them send tweets and send like little video recordings i know they posted in their fan cafe their private fan like club thing and um people posted that on twitter for the rest of us who aren't in that and then late at night <laughs> when a lot of people were probably sleeping it actually came out that they because v live was broken they just decided to record their reactions anyway and then just post it on v live later for people to watch kind of like a youtube video like that since and that just again shows their priority it wasn't like oh it's not working whatever let's party or whatever let's go to bed or get on our plane and go back to korea instead it was we're gonna do this for them and it's important that we get it in this moment right now and we're going to share this with them and we're going to find a way to get them this message and share this moment with them and i'm just like as i'm watching the video i'm like i love them so much i was really disappointed at first because i v live sometimes uh notifies me really late so i was hoping to catch the live and i was waiting by my phone for the notification and when it went off i got in and it had already been on for like i don't know like a minute and a half and they usually wait a minute or so to like actually start doing anything um so more people can get into the um get into the live then all of a sudden jungkook like leans he's holding this the stick he, they have it on like the little selfie stick thing so they can all be in the shot and he's the one that's holding it and he's holding it out and he leans in and like does something and then all of a sudden it goes off and i was thinking oh my gosh like they don't know how to normally turn this thing off if any of you have vlive um they've had this app uh vlive launched in 2015 and they've been part of it since the beginning and every single one of them has trouble turning it off when they do a live and so i'm like okay so they can accidentally turn it off but they can't really turn it off. Um, but then I was like, ah, oh, it probably has some issues. And then I got on Twitter and um, was saying that I was saying it was down and people couldn't log in. Um, I wasn't having issues logging in, but a lot of other people were. And um, I just, I knew that they were going to come back later. 
and it was very late in at night. It was for me, it was almost 2 a.m. or it might have been after 2 a.m. And uh, I have a different notification sound for my V lives. So when I heard it go off, like I was almost asleep. And I'm like, yep, I knew it. I knew they were going to do this as soon as I'm falling asleep. And I get on and realize it was like a pre-recorded thing um, because Tay had posted on Twitter and he was already like out of his suit and had his glasses on like he was ready for bed and stuff. So it's like, all right, this had to have been earlier in the night. Um, but it was it was so cute. And it was about 13 minutes long. And when they're all in a group, they usually do shorter ones. A lot of the members do like at least hour long lives if they're by themselves. Um, but they and and they'll like answer questions and comments and stuff. You can comment in there. But this time they um, Jungkook had the selfie stick again and was holding it out for everybody. And they were just being like their normal selves and all trying to like talk over each other. And they were talking about who they were like, who's performance that they love the most and um just going over the night and everything and they were joking with each other and um then at one point rm says he's like all right everybody needs to talk so jungkook hands the thing to sugar he has it like at a weird angle and he actually says like oh this is a weird angle and he like changes it and then they pass it around and each one of them individually relives the night and says like what they're um, you know, most memorable part of the night was and thanks army and everything. Um, and then it starts like, it starts going down the line and Tay gets it and he starts making these faces and we're like, what is he doing? And he's laughing and you're like, what is he laughing about? And then it, when it gets to Jen, he does the same thing and then they give it to Jungkook and he does the same thing. Come to find out Jungkook turns it over real fast and they were all the other guys were dancing and like being obnoxious while they were trying to say their little part. And that's totally them being BTS. And um, it was, it was really, really funny. And I laughed the whole time until the very end when I cried. Um, they, when, when Jungkook, <laughs> Jungkook is doing his thing, you hear a pop and you're like, that's definitely a champagne bottle. And so finally, like, Junker, come over here. So he he takes a thing over there and he holds it up and is showing everybody. And poor Jimin. Jimin needs to learn how to pour champagne. He pours champagne for everybody. He hands Tay his glass and it's literally all bubbles. And there's like a sliver of champagne at the bottom of the glass. And uh, they're, they're passing the champagne around it was just, it was so cute just to see them doing it. They've done it before. Um, I think they did it at the BBMAs live that they did. Um, they, they cheers with some champagne um, at their, their own little private after party with each other. They, oh, before I say this. So um, we were talking about how they messed up at saying that in the Grammy goes too. well, they were making fun of themselves. They're like <laughs> the biggest clowns of themselves. Like nobody can make fun of them because they just make fun of themselves. And RM says, he's like, all right, we practice this multiple times. And he says, um, you know, and I say this and then they all do it together. And he says, but this is what happened. And he says, and the Grammy goes to and they all like do it in their separate little voices. And then they just start dying. They're like, yeah, we messed that up. Um, but then at the very end, they have their glasses. And then he's like, all right, I'm the Toastmaster. I'm going to do it. And he goes, and and then they all say the Grammy goes to 
BTS and then they start cheering and like drinking their champagne. I'm just like, I just started bawling. I'm like, this is going to be them next year. They deserve it. I, I hope it is them next year. Like this is them putting that out into the universe of we want this and this is going to be us. And it was so, it was so wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Um, There's a couple of parts that in the V live that, me, I, I laughed at all the stuff that you mentioned, by the way, that made me laugh or that I, I thought I found interesting. One point was when Ariam was talking about the speech. He's like, I actually changed it. He's like, last minute, I changed what I was going to say. So the will be back was something he added. Yep. And I think he said, he's like, I wanted to put a message in there for our fans. And he's like, I also wanted to put it in there because like, when you say things like that, it's like accountability. So he's like, I wanted the Grammy, you know, academy to hear it (laughs) to know that we want to be back and he's like and I also felt like it's a goal now that we have to like work very very hard to try to achieve which is something that Molly also mentioned that he said um so like I thought that was a cool little tidbit to know that like oh it's not like they were like oh we're gonna say this and kind of like last minute was like decide to flex on them like we said yeah um and then something that made me laugh was like after he said that he's like so I said we'll be back and then Sugar was like what if we're he's like this was like the 61st grammy what if we're back in like at the 100th grammy and we're like oh we said we'd be back and then i think j-hope goes yeah, like in an old was. man's voice he was like and the grammy goes to <laughs> bts so they they have me cracking up like so hard with that i thought that was so funny <laughs> and then the cute thing rm was like I'd still like it. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I'll take it. Even if it's in 40 years from now, I'll, I'll be there. And me too. I'm like, I will be there. We'll all be there. We'll Army all be, will there. be there. So even if it's Grammy, meaning grandma awards, okay. <laughs> held at my house, but <laughs> sketchy watching that was just like the cherry on top of it. And like I said, them presenting the award was so fast. So it was really nice to like get, them just talking about it and get them debriefing about it and everything and just made it more like even real because it just went by so quickly wow (laughs) yeah I I mean we knew it was going to be a big deal um but it just it was even bigger than I was even imagining and they were the most talked about yes people there and they were just presenters I mean, we know they were nominated, you know, their album was nominated, but it was for artwork. So it's like the band as a whole wasn't nominated. It was the people who created their album cover. And, you know, yes, they are technically BTS, part of BTS or whatever, but they're not the seven guys as a group, as musicians. And they were the most talked about people there. Like, it's like, who won the artist of the year? I don't care. BTS was there. Who won? BTS. Like, yeah, BTS. I did see a tweet. They're like, BTS uh, won the Grammys. No, not an award. The show. The Grammys. And they totally did. Every news outlet was talking about BTS, even after the fact that, like, BTS presents for her. BTS, you know, was there. They're like, 
even though they were like not even like there, if you think of the grand scheme of things, like if you're just a normal person watching, they were on for like a sliver. If you went to the bathroom or you went to the kitchen to get some chips and dip during that moment, you could totally miss them, you know? Yep. But you couldn't miss them because so many army and so many other people were just taking notice. Like, and even if you weren't army, like we said, people were asking who has the green hair? Who's the one with the green hair? Who's the one with the pink hair? Like, who are they? And and this, like, again, exposure at such a big award show has people curious about them. That's why I wish they could have performed, but it's okay that they didn't. Um, but some people who think that's enough, you know, that's tantalizing enough, will go and Google them and fall into the wonderful rabbit hole that we fall into and never <laughs> climbed out of. Um, and we don't want to. And then I think if they get the opportunity to perform again, like next year, if they, if people see them perform, it's like over, you know what I mean? Like it's done. Um, but at least this is great exposure in America. This is like their real, real invitation to the American music industry. Like it's like a welcome saying you're a part of our club now. Like, yeah, they were AMAs billboards, but those aren't like the same here. But Grammys is like, oh, that's where like the real musicians go. Like that's how it's seen, you know, that's like a huge honor. I'm so proud of them. That's basically what it is. And anything that I see and watching and tweeting. Oh, that's what I wanted to say, though. Okay, so we've established before that Molly is the person who stays up and watches these award shows and watches them live and tweets and stuff like that. I don't really do it. I've done it like once before. And after that time, it was really exhilarating. And I was up like the whole day. And it's like, BTS is like a 18 cups of co coffee, you know, Mm -hmm. and everything like that well this happened again but it was worse because it took up all day <laughs> too and it was just like i was thinking about it before it happened and then we were there at the red carpet and then we had 18 million streams and so many interviews to try to like follow them around and i was on twitter the whole time retweeting actively tweeting saying this looking in the audience watching the show seeing them on the show re-watching everything again doing v live trying to see that being up at 4 a.m seeing that v live was pre-recorded but saying can i process this right now i don't know if i can um all of this stuff and i was just like man this is exhausting <laughs> it is exhausting to be an army like i'm so i'm still so wired and still so hype and like like so it's not like that type of exhausting but it's a lot and someone tweeted out they're like so bts Stan Twitter or fan Twitter, I guess you can say if you don't know what a Stan is, is like quiet today. And it's almost as if we all have a hangover from the Grammys last night. And I'm like, amen. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. I mean, I think I was more exhausted for the, like the Korean award shows just because there were so many. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how the K army. Well, I mean, they're like normal hours or whatever over there, but there's so many of them that I don't know if I could do it like 10 times. <laughs> I couldn't do last night 10 more times, like in the next mm -hmm. two months. Like it, it is, it is exhausting, but it's, it's wonderful. And it's special. a great, it's special and it's a great feeling to have. And it's great to be able to share it with other people. And like Erica was saying, like we were all over Twitter and there's just to see how many people are showing them love and, 
that's a good thing. I didn't see very much negative negativity. Um, yeah. A lot of times surrounding this and especially them, there's a lot of people who like to hate on BTS just because I, I don't know why. Um, I don't. Yeah. And, and artists in general, like there's a lot of artists that are like controversial that have, you know, their haters or whatever. But there is no negativity from news outlets, from from fans like everyone was genuinely like interested and was proud of them. And especially ARMY, like all the ARMY shout out. I think Erica did this earlier, but like props and shout out to ARMY for being classy last night and for holding your tongue if there was negativity and for, um, you know, just making them proud this was a huge night for them and we don't want them to come back afterwards and like find all this drama or negativity like surrounding them because of their fan base and I you know everyone did such a great job of that last night and um, I'm really proud of all of you guys too uh, and proud of BTS and just proud to be part of this fandom and proud to know them and be part of history and we were like they they set so many historic records for South Koreans and just also like on Twitter, people were tweeting and they were like the most tweeted about during the show. I feel like there was a couple of other like stats also like other things for them related to them. Also they've reached like 9 million on Spotify. They reached 500 million views on their video fire, like things like that. So a lot of great things are happening for BTS. It's a pleasure and and an honor to be witness to this stuff happening and to contribute in our own way to it. And I just feel like we got into the fandom at just precisely the right time. I'm so glad that we got to experience at least these moments with them. Um, I look forward to whatever the future holds. And I do think that after this, we might see some collaborations like her mentioned on um, social media after the show. Like I think it was earlier today that she was so excited. It was the best night of her life. And then at the very end of her tweet, she said, and thank you to BTS for presenting the award. I love you guys so much, like in capital letters. So, um, just like they have love for her, her has love for them. And that is the great start of potentially, you know, collaborating or something like that. So I think that they've made him an impression and it's going to be very interesting to see what goes from here with other artists and stuff like that. And I'm just so excited for them. So, yeah, if you guys are interested in sharing any of your thoughts about this, it's a conversation. Like, we're talking to each other, but we want to hear what you guys think, ARMY. We know that you guys are out there, and so many of you are so similar to us, and um, we'd love to talk to you guys directly about it. So, we can be reached on Twitter is probably one of the easiest places. Molly's on there a little bit more uh, consistently than I am. <laughs> um, but it's BTS Molly. BTS Erica, or if you want to just chat to the podcast, you can follow that at BTS POD, BTS Pod. But yeah, like talk to BT, us about yes, pod. BT yes, BTYES. Yes. By the way, for all of those, um, if you're unsure, just go to our show notes and we'll have the links there too. But yeah, we just want to talk to you guys about it. I know some of you have reached out to us and we're always like so delighted to make new friendships and just talk to you guys a little bit more about what your opinions are on anything that's happening with the guys. And um, so yeah, don't be afraid to reach out, follow, we'll follow you back. And yeah. Here, here. Here, here. And oh, pop. 
here's some champagne. <laughs> and the Grammy goes to. And the Grammy for podcasting goes to. <laughs> BT, yes. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that reminds me. I did want to share one last thing. And I haven't, I think I shared it with you, but you can act like I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> one of the fans who has a YouTube channel, um, X Celeste, she was there at the Grammys and she was one of the people providing some of the fan footage of BTS. Well, she was saying on her Twitter that she's gotten a little bit of insider information due to her YouTube connections and things like that. And she said, for U.S. fans especially, like, they're doing something really big here. She can't say what it is because it's a secret. There's, like, legalities. There's other things, trust issues, you know, in the industry that it's going to maybe be kind of expensive, but it's going to be very worth it. So if you are a BTS fan and you're located in the U.S., get your coins together because they're going to be doing something really cool. I don't know what it's going to be, but my hope is that they're doing some sort of like VIP fan meet experience or like some sort of tour here for their comeback that's an extended tour of the u.s or something where we can actually like interact with them like a fan sign or something here i don't know what it will be but i did want to bring that up because hopefully it'll be something we get to talk about later on when it's revealed and secondly just like i'm gonna start saving whatever money i have so i can like do whatever this is and this is all speculation though so yeah. we don't know like what's going on what's happening we don't have any inf insider information we're just getting this from one of erica's trusted youtubers so hopefully it all pans out and then it's something like really great for us because that's one thing that we kind of miss out on sometimes that k armies get to do is like meet them in person and um get to interact with them they know they have a lot of fans in the u.s so hopefully they're you know have been working on something really special for us over here yeah we will definitely be all over that and talking about that if and when that happens so we're looking forward to that Thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys are our wings. <laughs> Stealing. <laughs> and <laughs> big, hits come, big hits coming for you. <laughs> I know. They're like copyright. Okay. <laughs> no, but we love you guys. And I guess until next time, why say no when you can say B-T? Yes. We'll be back soon. Mm -hmm.